What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 113 of Respawn Aim Fired, the kick-ass, irreverent gaming podcast where five lifelong friends gather to talk to you about video games. I'm Chad Michael Ennis. That's Holden DePardo over there in Rhode Island. Say hey, Holden. Hi. That's Jerrica Hanna all the way over there in Alabama. That's right. Hello. Oh, nailed it. And we've got Stephen Dutzman over in Connecticut. Say hi, Stephen. Hi. How are you? Welcome to our show. We've got these two wonderful guests here. Again, if you, for some reason, don't know them, they were on our show with our E3 predictions, which are going to be going over today. They've both separately been on our show before, but I want to give the listeners one last opportunity to correct their mistakes and finally know who you guys are. Let's start with Jerrica. Jerrica, mm-hmm. let these people know all about yourself. Hey, guys. I play video games, and I talk about them. That's why I'm on this show. It's great. <laughs> but I'm um, a huge uh, Mass Effect nerd, and I occasionally... We'll post things about Death Stranding. Um, but yeah, I like to play games. Follow me, I guess, if you want, at uh, Glitch Girl, Glitch underscore Girl on Twitter. G-U-R-L, because G-I-R-L was taken. Nice. Yeah. I can confirm. We met in real life, and you are a cool person. <laughs> ah, shucks. Can confirm. Thanks. Thanks. Steven Dutzman, who are you? Why do people care? Truthfully, I have no idea why people care. (laughs) However, why it is maybe pseudo-important, I run Engage Family Gaming. It's a website that uh, we talk about video games and board games that families can play together. That's it. Uh, The best place to find me is you can either find me professionally at EF Gaming, so EFG Aiming on Twitter, or at Dutes Mania, which is... D-U-E-T-Z mania. Kind of like Hulkamania, only like way less racist and like with dudes in it. <laughs> Nice. Wonderful. And I know a lot of you guys have kids out there. I'm looking at you, Ryan, Dallas, Trevor one day soon, probably. I don't know. You're married. I think Get a lot of the, I think a lot of those, because I recognize those names, I think a lot of those guys already follow me. But There we go. Here's the cool part. You don't have to have children to enjoy Mario Kart. So that's true. Um, that's cold. That's a fact. It's a fact. The advantage that I have is that by I I skip all the M rated games, but I still have to create content, which means I talk about stuff that you might have like missed out. Um, and so you know, just just you can follow me, and maybe I'll find some stuff that you might like that you might not have seen somewhere else because they were busy covering Death Stranding. That's right. Not like I'm not going to play it. We've been over this. But, like, I'm probably not going to podcast about it. I don't know. I don't feel like enough people have talked about Death Stranding. So many people just don't know about it. I agree. I don't even know what game you're talking about. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Well, today we've got a little bit of a different episode. It is our E3 wrap-up discussion. We uh, have lots of episodes about what came out of E3, so we're not going to go over point by point everything that happened. All the news this week was E3 news, so we're just going to talk about our favorite stuff. But before we jump into that, we're going to lead off with playtime and then reserve the rest of this for E3. Um, I want to start with Jerrica. Mm-hmm. Playtime, go. Did you finish Observation? I did. What were your thoughts on Observation? <sighs> I mean... Very positive, I could tell. <laughs> well, I, I definitely want a sequel. I'm no, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I was just like, whoa, that's happening. Oh, I didn't see that happening. Um, <laughs> that guy is attacking. Oh, God, what do I do? Um, but ultimately, I really like the gameplay and, like, 
taking control of all the computers and being an AI. I guess that's what it feels like. I don't know. Um, the ending was quite interesting. Um, I definitely can see where they have a they could have a sequel because I still want to know what's going on. It's one of those endings where uh, sort of left up to interpretation. So <laughs> that made me a little a uh, little upset, but ultimately it was a really fun game. It was different, unique. Um, but yeah, I want more. I've already tweeted at them. I better have a sequel because I need to know what yeah. happens next. Please, God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's absolutely one of the games you get to the end to and you're like, I, I still well, don't know how it ends. That was deep. I hope I don't feel I the same more. way about De- Death Stranding when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Probably so, though. Well, hopefully, unlike Metal Gear Solid Five, it'll be finished. So <laughs> we'll see. True, true. <laughs> uh, did you play anything else this week? Um, I hooked up the uh, VR headset because we share it with another couple. So we have like weekend custody of the VR, PlayStation <laughs> VR. Um, so we share it and playing Beat Saber again. Super yes. fun. Yeah. We got yes. the Imagine Dragons uh, sound pack. Yes, yes, yes. I don't even like listening to Imagine Dragons, but I really like playing to them on Beat Saber. What was your experience with the difficulty of Imagine Dragons versus the rest of the content? It's harder. It's way harder. It is so much harder, right? What the heck? I feel like like one of the top songs I've heard on the radio would be super easy to play on medium, but it's not. I have to go easy, and then, then it's like too easy. So Yep. Yeah. I assumed going into that, I also played the Imagine Dragons pack this week. I assumed going into it that it was going to be like rock band versus garage band. You know, like garage band, everything was tailor-made for the guitar. Like yeah. Then rock you band mean Guitar Hero? Out. Uh, what, oh yeah, did I say guitar band? You said garage band. <laughs> garage band. Sorry. Guitar. I was here. Like, what are we doing? Why are we editing audio? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I'm super confused. Guitar hero. Yeah. I was like, was that There's a lot show? of differences between <laughs> garage band and rock band. Um. So, gu- gu- god damn it, guitar hero. Everything is built around the guitar. Like the songs are picked based on the guitar. Whereas rock band, you might hear more of your hey, favorite Chad. songs, mm-hmm. but it's Chad. just like, what did I say it again? No, 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 no. I made a big fuck up. Did you not record? No, I recorded. I recorded off my Mac, not my microphone, because I unplugged my microphone between for some reason. Oh, that's okay. I get it back. <laughs> so we'll, just have... we'll continue. We'll just have two different kinds yeah. of audio. You're probably going to have to stop recording like... for a second. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Keep going. Sorry. I made a so, fuck up. Guitar Hero versus Rock Band. Guitar Hero, everything's built around the guitar. The songs are chosen for that reason because they're fun and interesting to play. Versus Rock Band, where all of your favorite songs are on it, but like if you have the bass part, it might be super boring to play. Mm-hmm. Or the drums are way too easy. Or that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought this was going to be that going in. And I'm used to every time that Beat Saber releases a new thing, I immediately just <laughs> try it on... Um, <laughs> nice. Nice timestamp. I immediately just try it on Expert... And I'm able to finish the song. But there were a good like four or five of these songs that I couldn't even finish. That I had to keep going back and going back. Yep. And then there was one, it starts with a D. I'm not familiar with a lot of Imagine Dragons. But anyway, there was one song that was so hard that I had to like put it down and come back the next day before I could finally finish the song. <laughs> and that's rare for me. And you were the I don't top know 10 you know. players in the world. I was song. number four on the Crab song when it came out. Four in the world. So I'm not just like so your impressive. casual rock band. Not rock band. God damn it. I I'm just went, hold on. <laughs> Did, hold on. Can we just take a moment? We just, I mean, audio listeners, obvi- which is everyone. everyone. Don't know, but, but a dude named Chad Michael Innes just brushed the dirt off his shoulder. I just want to take a minute to like. I did. Like we just, I wasn't the only one that saw that, right? <laughs> um, 
Other real talk, Jerrica, the idea of having shared custody with a VR headset is actually <laughs> super rad, and I'm stealing that. Yeah. I'm going to find... It's a great idea. We had, I, we had a friend that sense. wanted to buy one, and I was like, here, you just borrow it. Don't play it too much. And now that we now that when it's away, I miss it. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I want to <laughs> play it. <laughs> I think it makes total sense. Because yeah. you yeah. don't need it every day, because you're not going to play it every day, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, why not go halvesies or something with somebody else and share the joy and the responsibility? I think it makes sense. It's great. I, I think Chad couldn't do that, though. I think Chad plays VR no, too I much. I play it all the time. <laughs> yeah, Chad's weird, though. Speaking of, I <laughs> played another VR game. <laughs> <laughs> what did you play? I played Blood and Truth. This is the new game from oh, London yeah. Studio. came out two or three weeks ago. Where are they uh, and it's, it's what? Where are they based? Taiwan. London Studio is Taiwan. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell when you put on the headset, this is made in Taiwan. Um, so playing Blood and Truth, it is a game where you are uh, a, an agent of some kind of force, whether it's, I don't know, CIA, MI5, something like that. I don't, I'm not too deep in the story because I'm too busy picking up clipboards and giggling because that's what you do in VR is every, uh, I could pick up this picture and turn it over. <laughs> like literally it's so magical you laugh out loud. But this game, unlike any other, has like completely changed, like taken everything up to the next level of what it means to be immersed in VR. Right off the bat, first of all, the character models are really, really detailed for what you've ever seen in VR. And you can tell, like, oh my god, that actor. And as you move your head, his eyeballs are following you. Not just like a stock character, but his eyeballs are following you and he's talking to you. But right off the bat, the game starts... Fade up from black, you're sitting at a table, and there's a clipboard at the table. And you're sitting down for the game, which has some some pluses and minuses. But I reach for the clipboard, and I'm reading it, and I go to put my forearms on the table, and I fall forward out of my chair. (laughs) Because there's obviously no (laughs) table in front of me. And I was like, within the first ten seconds of this game, I already looked like a a stupid person. And then... uh, but everything else is just, like, so natural. Like, there, I was taking cover behind a box, and there was a bottle on top of the box. They never told me I could grab bottles, but I was like, I'm going to grab that bottle and throw it to that dude. And it totally worked. Um, one of my favorite things, it's so stupid, and I know they do this on purpose. There's a part where you're riding in a car with your friend, and you guys are talking about life and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, how have you been? Great. Oh, I noticed you you have a vape now? He's like, yeah, I quit smoking, blah, blah, blah. It actually is kind of cool. It tastes like strawberries or whatever it is. And he passes it to you. And you can pick it up. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I can vape out of this. And instead of vaping out of it, I ram the PlayStation Move controller right into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was just, I know they do that on purpose because they want everyone to just eat the controller. <laughs> But yeah, there's some really cool things. I found myself being like literally, speaking of role-playing, Steven, I'm finding myself role-playing in this thing in a way that I don't in other games. Like if someone's talking to me and my character is speaking, I'm like, I'm moving like them. I'm nodding my head along or I'm just like shrugging like, ah, yeah. Or I point my hand when they're making a statement or something. It's like, this is so cool that I feel like I'm compelled to role-play in this more than I ever have in a game. All of that being said, I got about 90 90 minutes into it and got into a game-breaking bug and now I have to restart. So I, uh, I'll have to do that like, over again. But I was so impressed with it that I'm absolutely not, not upset about restarting. And now I can listen to the story instead of just looking at things and giggling and being surprised I can do this stuff in VR. So I played that. And then I also picked up, my last game is um, The Messenger. I picked that up on Switch quite a while ago, but I finally started playing it on my commute to and from work. Um, this game is dope. It is a really, really cool 
platformer in that 8-bit style and then apparently switches to a 16-bit somewhere in the middle. I haven't gotten that far because a friend of mine accidentally stole my Switch from me for three days. So um, I'm only like 90 minutes in, but I'm very, very excited to play the rest of this game. And there's a new thing that they announced it at a kind of funny game showcase a while ago, and they, we saw it at E3, the party, picnic, whatever thingy. So yeah, Messenger Dope. Who's next? Steven? What did you play? Uh, we've been playing Cadence of Hyrule. That came out this week? What? It came what? out on Friday. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and I bought it the very minute that I was allowed to. <laughs> um, and then I immediately bounced off of it um, because I have zero rhythm. And I know oh. it has the no rhythm mode. Um, but I bounced off and then my son took over who apparently does have rhythm and he is just slaying this game guys. Like this is one of those things like you guys don't have kids. So you might know. I have two it, brothers are seven, 13. All right, so, so, you, all right, so, get it. all right. So watching someone who you have like taught to like enjoy games. So maybe you know, this is anybody could apl- appreciate this, but like watching somebody who you've kind of like seen get into games, but then watching them like really just take a game apart for the first time is just, there's just something about that feeling that I can't, that like that, that sense of like pride, they call it, um, like it, it, it's hard to match because he, this game is hard and I hit it and I failed. And then to have him come in and not only figure it out, but like really just start killing it. Um, is it's just insane. Basically, um, for those that don't really know what it is, it's a rhythm game where you can play as either Link or Zelda. And, they played remixed Ocarina of Time tunes, um, which, by the way, we got to Gerudo Valley and just sat there for 15 minutes because we couldn't stop. Heck yeah. Now, I was stuck. Be- like, he was stuck because he was imagining Gerudo Valley. I was stuck because I was trying to figure out where Buster Rhymes was going to come in because <laughs> um, Ocarina of Rhyme has ruined everything for me in that soundtrack. But so, um, so, but. The idea is the monsters all dance to the music with the rhythm. So if you stand still, the monsters will just dance. Um, and so you have to move to the beat and then you have to fight the monsters. And it turns into, it turns each room into like a rhythm puzzle, um, which I was terrible at. And once he kind of got the groove to it, um, like he got to the first boss in like, you know, like 15, 20 minutes and just like, Obviously, it's taken him slower since then, but he's really just started to, like, just dismantle this video game. Um, And it's been a sight to behold. I mean, I got to say, I found it very difficult. There is a mode where you can turn it off. I'm going to come back and play it when he's done um, to where you can turn off the rhythm portion. And at that point, it is you move, the enemies move. So they no longer dance. So then it's purely a a motion puzzle. Um, Like a super hot thing? Yeah, kind of. And so I'm going to play that because I think I'll be able to do that. Um, and, you know, there's no penalties for, you know, missing a beat. Because um, basically, if you miss a beat, all the enemies get a free move. And that's oh. bad. And that's, uh, spoiler alert, giving half a dozen enemies on the screen that all want you dead a free move, bad. Um, and so <laughs> he, um, so, but he, he's moving around. Uh, the other thing that I found is all the bosses are um, musical instrument puns. Um, so he fought, uh, and they're all like musical instrument puns combined with, uh, 
like Zelda monsters. So he fought a, a Gleekenspiel, which my understanding is that that is a, uh, a Hydra type monster in Zelda, but this one was a, a Glockenspiel with like the, the a, <laughs> it was bananas. Um, and he fought that thing for like two hours uh, yesterday. Um, and he was having trouble on it. Well, you know, we've all had those bosses, right? The catches. Yep. And I was like, dude, you're tilting. You need, and he's like, I don't know what tilt is, dad, but I'm just, I'm, I'm mad and making bad decisions. And I was like, guess what? That's being on. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's called being on tilt, son. Why don't you? So he stood up, he got a drink of water and he came back and then he destroyed it. Um, and it's like being, it, it's weird that this is the game. You know, because he beat Breath of the Wild, and, like, he's beaten games before, but, like, this is the first one that's, like, really pushed back on him at a level where he's, like, really struggled. And so it's been a really interesting, It's it's been interesting to watch, and it's made me want to play the game more. Um, not because I want to beat him, but because it's just, you know, when you see someone take it apart, you just gotta, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just talking crazy. No, I, I hear no, you. I've been playing cool. Cadence of Hyrule as well this week. A very little bit of it, though, because I started playing it and realized, oh, this is not like a small spin-off game that I can kind of play in a day and then I'm done with it. This is a real, like, I have to dedicate myself to this kind of game. So I was playing Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, so I'm like, I'm going to dedicate to that right now and then I'll come back to Cadence of Hyrule because it really is much more of a full-featured game than I thought it was going to be for being dubbed a spin-off. Yeah. The story, I don't know if you guys know the story of how this game happened. I researched some of it while I wasn't able to play because my son was playing. Um, so they were porting Crypt of the Necrodancer over to the Switch because, of course, you are. Um, right. And they asked if they could use Legend of Zelda characters for DLC for the spinoff. Like a couple levels or like whatever. Um, and... They showed the pitch, and Nintendo liked it. And then, like, every time they met, they had more and more ideas. And eventually, they were like, you know what? We should just make this its own game. And so they did. And so they did. Which That's says cool. a lot, right? Because, like, man, the, the, I, I kind of want Crypt of the Necrodancer to, like, I want them to, to do, like, let's go to Xbox and be like, you know, like, let's do the Master Chief in in the necrodancer but more importantly i want to play kratos of the necrodancer um just because oh yeah um just because that would be great um but anyway yeah that's it it's a great game it's amazing give me anything with kratos in it and i'll play it literally anything a match three (laughs) dating simulator like just add him as one of the characters (laughs) just add him as one of the characters in honey pop like just Actually, he would be, my language. he'd be in Dream Daddy Simulator, let's be real. That would be amazing, he would be by the way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dream Daddy with Kratos. Yeah, that'd be great. Great. Uh, Holden, what did you play this week? You mentioned yes. you wrote here Donkey Country. <laughs> oh, I did write Donkey Country. Donkey Country. Um, whatever. It's, it's just filled with donkeys. It's like Donkey Country filled with donkeys. Like, it's like Garage Band, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make mistakes. I can edit them out of this podcast. <laughs> and he'll exacerbate mine of the podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I played a little bit of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Let's just say a little bit. I got to the fifth world out of six. I played a lot of that game. And that game is fantastic. It is so good. Um, I, Chad, I was talking to Chad about how I, I recall just thinking Donkey Kong Country 2 was just fine. 
And Chad seems to think I thought it was really good. I don't remember that. I thought it was just fine, but apparently it was really good. But I think Tropical Freeze is really good. It's an extremely challenging platformer. And I think what I like about it, compared to like a Mario kind of platformer, is that every level feels like a journey. They're just they they're very long, and at first I'm like, man, these levels just don't end; they just go on forever. <laughs> uh, but then they kind of started to come, become a nice thing because it just felt like when I got to the end of it, it's like a Dark Souls boss. Like, oh my gosh, I overcame it at last, and I didn't lose as many lives as I thought I was going to. And it just there was this great sense of like, I over I climbed that mountain. Like I can look down now and see all the progress I've made. It was a really good feeling completing each level, and also I find that. Some Mario games have like these outlier levels in a world where that level doesn't quite fit in the theme of the world, but it's fine because it's still a fun platforming level, and that's ultimately what it's about anyway. Whereas Donkey Kong seems much more focused on each level feeling cohesive with each other. Like when you move on to one area, the next area is going to feel like an extension of that, which will feel like an extension of the next area, so on and so forth. Um, so I really am liking it a lot. I can't wait to finish it. Um, I'll have more thoughts on that when I beat it. I also played Fallout 76 for a little bit with that free trial. And here's where I'm at with this. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I still really miss people. And so I'm not going to buy it yet. (laughs) I'm not going to buy it yet. I'm going to wait until that DLC comes out, see what the response is. And if it seems like they've really alleviated the big concern that I have, I'll jump into it. Um, I didn't play Nuclear uh, Winter at all, which I kind of regret. I probably have time to play that tomorrow. Um, before they close up so yeah i mean it was it was better than i thought it was going to be but it definitely still didn't have that full fallout feeling because you're not talking to interesting characters and personalities yeah um <clears throat> but then because of my excitement for animal crossing new horizons i jumped back into animal crossing new leaf and i cleared out my whole town i started completely from scratch and that that, that game is just so charming and fun and enjoyable and Chad, you'll when you you'll say hate cleared so out much. your town, do you mean you killed everyone in it <laughs> and sounds, took all yeah. their property? Yes. <laughs> no. So I had to look it up. You can actually delete your whole town and just start over again. I don't know what happens to yeah. the town when it gets deleted at all the it's villagers. It's called gentrification, but... and you drive everyone who lived there out. <laughs> actually, I think it's the opposite because um, now my town's a lot worse than it was. I had a good town before. I had all these really nice shops. That was a gentrified town. I just ruined it. <laughs> Um, but here's what I love about that game is is just the personalities of all the little characters um, and all these kind of like little in jokes. So like on Saturday there was a bug off and everyone in town has to go <laughs> and collect the best bug and whoever gets the best bug gets a prize at the end of it. Who's hosting this bug competition? It's a lizard who says, "Okay, you can give me that bug. I can't. I'm not going to give him back to you though. I need to keep him for scientific purposes." But he's a lizard. He's just eating those bugs. I know that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll make these like offhanded comments to be like, "Are you going to eat this bug? Oh, I still want that trophy, so I'm going to give you the bug anyway." <laughs> but just like fun little personality traits like that, or just like, these little kind of crazy characters that come into your town. And what Animal Crossing is also really good at—I mean, it's a passive game. But what that means for me is that I can listen to a podcast and play this game. I actually have a hard time listening to a podcast or watching something on Netflix, something like that, and playing a game at the same time because ultimately my distraction is. My, my focus is just split across both, and I can't actually take in both things I'm right. trying to you know focus on very well at all. Whereas Animal Crossing, I'm just fishing, so like I don't really need to like actively pay attention to that. It's a very good passive game, and as I've collected those fish, I sold those fish. Now I have some money that go towards that home loan I have to pay back to Tom <laughs> Nook. <and it> just... <laughs> 
and it's just it's a great game just to kind of have on the side with you it's awesome and it's gotten me so so pumped for animal Crossing new horizons we will definitely be talking about that later on um so yeah i can't wait to keep building up my town i already have moved from the tent to the house and i'm about to upgrade my house again for the second time actually so it's exciting. It's exciting stuff, Chad. I know you don't like No, that's a lot of thing. big life moves that you're making finally at the age <laughs> yeah. of 25. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Uh, that's it. That's all we have for playtime. We're going to jump now into our E3 section of the podcast, starting with some just top-level impressions of, like, what did you think about this year's E3 as a whole? Uh, who wants to start? Great. Jerrica, Go. Well, <laughs> so I had to play a little catch-up. I did watch the first two press conferences, and um, just from, like, a blanketed statement, um, it, did feel, it did feel different from other E3s. Um, a lot of presentations, not a lot of gameplay. And I don't know if that was yeah. normal. Like, I felt like I saw a lot of beautiful cinematic trailers for things that were coming out fairly soon, and I didn't see any gameplay. For example, <laughs> Gears 5. I don't. I don't think there was any gameplay, Surprising. and it's coming out very soon. So I thought that yeah. was a little odd. Um, but overall, a lot of good games to look forward to. Um, early next year is going to be uh, lit, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> There's My a lot understanding of stuff. Is, yes, they do say that. That's what they say. <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, good. There's a lot of great stuff coming. Some, you know, publishers are pushing out new, brand new IP, and that's one thing I was really excited to see. Um, yeah. Especially this late in a console cycle. Usually yeah. at this point we're getting yeah. all sequels, nothing but sequels, and man, can't wait for the next generation we finally start getting some new IPs, and it's not happening. Unless some of those new IPs were next-gen franchises, for sure. who knows. <laughs> um, but that might not be the case. Um, I totally agree with you about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. That really bugged me. As a matter of fact, I found an article, I want to see this from Polygon, about how developers purposely didn't show off gameplay because they were tired of like watchdog comparisons where why doesn't the game look as good when it finally came out and it's just because they have to make a vertical slice for a demo 43 which means it's not the same thing you're getting when it comes out and i think that's that's a big reason for it but i still would rather like rather see gameplay it got really annoying when like seeing avengers and not seeing the gameplay drastically (laughs) hurt the messaging for that game Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still so confused by it. I actually have some clarifications. We can talk about it later on because mm-hmm. there's been some stories that kind of clarified things. Um, I think if we look at the biggest games that everyone is talking about coming out of it, they're all the ones that we saw stuff for, like gameplay for. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Final Fantasy VII is a great example of that. Like that was exactly yeah yeah. Watch Dogs Legion. Like these are games that we actually saw people play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a trend I, I didn't care for too much. And, and ultimately, I think that this was. The same thing as 2012 E3, where it's that right before mm-hmm. next gen, but considering it's still a really good E3 for being at the end of its cycle like this. Like, this should have been a very lackluster E3. Sony wasn't here, Activision wasn't here, and there's still awesome content to talk about. So I think it was a really good E3, but definitely not the best. Steven, you look like you are bursting <laughs> at the seams, ready to talk. <laughs> okay, so the f- one thing I do want to say um, is there was gameplay available at for Gears 5, just not during the press conference. And I think that right. that's... So the... Um, what I think this this E3, I think, was about two things. The first one was about um, how broad the available content is. Like, 
it's not just the press conferences, whereas before you could watch the press conferences and just shut, cut yourself off to the universe and get like a really good idea as to what was going on. Everyone did addition with, with obviously with the exception of the companies that weren't there, but everyone did additional activations of gameplay videos. Um, you know, the Nintendo Treehouse Xbox actually did an entire another video that they posted the day after, which at someone running a war room and scheduling things to have people watching stuff and covering them, have it finding out about a new thing that we had to watch <laughs> less than 24 hours before that happened. I was like, I hate you. Um, but so I think that that was a big piece of it is that like, there was a lot of stuff that you could engage with, with individual games, not with Avengers um, although I'm convinced we did see gameplay, we just don't know it. It's kind of like that so first too. Red Dead trailer where we were like, oh, this is no gameplay. This is just whatever. And it turns out that almost all of it was. There was just no HUD. Um, so I think we did see more gameplay than we realized. Um, you're right. That didn't That's help. That didn't, that didn't <laughs> help. Um, that game's going to be fine. I, I'm, I mean, it, it's, not, it's not coming out for a year. Um, we can argue about that later. Um, yeah, I disagree. <laughs> um, so the the other thing that it was about is Nintendo. I mean, and you know, we can I, I'm tipping my hand towards some other stuff later, but Nintendo just literally kicked the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Um and it wasn't even close. Um They had a legitimately just good E three in its own right, yeah. not even for this year. It was yeah. a great E three. And they didn't like and there wasn't even a Mario game. Like, that's what's so crazy is that the you know everybody else was bringing their not their A game right like we didn't see a lot of Halo we didn't you know Sony wasn't there so everybody else was like check out our deep bench we got this cool stuff going on check out Watch Dogs Legion and all this stuff like decidedly not Assassin's Creed right but like Nintendo was just like fine y'all can do whatever you want and wait for the next gen we're already here um, and they just kicked the crap out of everybody and it was amazing as a nintendo slave which is me i'm not a fanboy i'm a slave um because <laughs> like, i'm because i can't i don't know like i can't i mean I, it was wonderful to watch so i mean there were problems i fell asleep during the uh, ubisoft press conference it was oh yeah i could definitely mm-hmm. see that i was like check it out i can build the golden girls and or de- I could, <laughs> specifically, I actually didn't go to the Golden Girls. I could build Designing Women, um, which is another show that was in the same vein. But um, I was like, I can build the cast from Designing Women. And then I fell asleep. Now, admittedly, I have a weird I'm in a very specific niche and like going from rated M game that I want to play to updates to a bunch of rated M, M-, M- games that are already out that I obviously have no reason to cover. I just fell asleep, um, <laughs> which was kind of embarrassing. My son was like, Dad, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, this, this is boring for me. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that, that's my my comment my thoughts on that yeah i felt like overall e3 there was a lot of a lot of things that i think we all hyped ourselves up for that we shouldn't have i feel like microsoft had a much less strong showing than we were all hoping for but obviously that's coming next year there were a Mm -hmm. lot of details we were hoping on next gen xbox that really we just got the same we thought that last year though this is my problem i think i'm done i'm done giving microsoft a pass um yeah they uh they were supposed like last year we were like all right next year the 
every year it's like, cool, next year Microsoft is going to just murder. And now, you know what? Um, you, y'all make Windows. Like, um, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm going to buy a Project Scarlet or whatever, right? Like, I'm going to buy it because I have to. I want to play Halo. Um, but, like, whatever, dude. You guys are just boring and it's fine, right? Like, it's just... Well, it's just Washington. butter on toast. Like it's just it's cool. <laughs> it's sustenance, but watching their event at first was like, yeah, like that was a fine event. And the more I've looked back at it, the more I'm like that it, they didn't do anything they they needed to do. I mean, they they said after Stadia's of, of first showing mm-hmm. that they were not scared, that they were glad to see that that uh, Stadia was thinking in the same direction that they are, and that they cannot wait to show you what they have to show off at E3. And what do they show at XCloud at E3? Literally nothing except for some test demos that no one really in the public got to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really talk about it on stage, and it just felt weak. Well, they had and demo. They had demo kiosks they had, at the Microsoft no, sorry, stage. I know, but the public didn't see it. Is what I'm saying. It wasn't that, on. Yeah, it, I mean, was it on, wasn't on the stage. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't on the stage. It wasn't. It. But yeah. how do you? That my only defense to that is I don't know how you really demo that in a way that's believable like yeah. but that's but no but it's, it's i'm not saying demo on stage what i'm saying is is like what does the service look like when you turn it on yeah i know what stadia is going to be in terms of like i can hit this google assistant button and ask for help i can jump into a game instantly from a youtube video like there there's some tangible things i can hold on to that i know that experience yeah, is going to be fair. i don't know what X, X Cloud is it doesn't even have a name x cloud's not even the official name yet it's like what do they really show off and it comes out in october it better be the name I just, X Cloud. they said awesome. it's not they I just want to mention something. At one, at one point, um, they went under the stage for Gears 5, and I don't know oh, what happened. Weird. And that took so much time. I was yeah. just like, I was like, what, what's they happening? Xavier Woods. Yeah. That's who, right. See, I don't know That's who it. that is. Who's, who's that? He's a professional wrestler. <laughs> okay. He also, he's also the commissioner for the kind of funny belt. Yep. Which kind of funny is championship. A, which is... Deep, deep nerd cut. Okay. Like, that's it. That's my cut um, sound. He's also a professional wrestler. Like the three of those guys that were back there are WWE superstars who have had belts. So like the WWE fans know them. They're also big YouTubers because there's a it's complicated. But you're right. That it had no business being that long. I just if like you're they gonna, went under the stage and it took like five minutes. I thought yeah. that was cool. <laughs> if you're gonna have five, <laughs> they had all the pyrotechnics going off. I at thought, the same yeah, time. the like, the flames insane. or like the fire. I was like, oh god, is that yeah. supposed to happen? It, for a second, I was yeah. a little worried. Yeah, that's like, under the stage. Like, oh, this is supposed to happen. Just move everything under the stage really quickly. We'll do this. We'll do it there. <laughs> Go under the stage. I like that they went all the way under the stage, did all the fancy pyrotechnics just to show you another TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And then to go yeah. back on top of the stage again very shortly after. Yeah. That was showing a trailer that we've already seen before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that TV didn't... Sh- like, it would have been awesome That's if they the went under the stage. That's the kind of stuff that I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, who approves it? Like, who... We've seen other conferences oh. in the past that, like, you know, what works well, what what doesn't work well. Like, why did they have to fill that time with that? I don't get it. A bunch oh, of dudes who make like, windows... They, they spent time on that, and they didn't spend any time talking about xCloud. Though they talked about <laughs> the Scarlet was, I mean, it was the same thing Sony said in the Wired article. And it made me kind of think, oh, this this is why Sony did a Wired article, because that was lame. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that's what Sony did it that way. I got the same yeah. information, and I had m- much more interest in the Wired article, because like, oh, well, what's this mean? What's that mean? This is like, okay, I, I saw a marketing reel about people talking about a console. Right. Great. 
On the flip side, I think <laughs> Square Enix finally had a reason to be at E3 for the first That's time right. in years. For, They've for always the been the laughing stock in E3. <laughs> when they showed Final Fantasy VII, and then everything after that was, eh. They, I think well, they did have some ass stuff in the middle. I, I thought but, Avengers was a, was a huge disappointment. But it was worth seeing. It was worth being there. Which is something okay, we can't that, say. That is fair, because there was a lot of questions right. going Square into Enix what for the last few be, years yeah. has been nothing but trailers that we've already seen with weird Kingdom Hearts <laughs> stuff where they don't have sound effects and it's just they, every single time we laugh at Square Enix and this time I was like I, I just, holy yeah. shit they, sh- but, they had a reason to be there just as much as, as Ubisoft did I mean Ubisoft had 15 minutes worth of good material and that was it so I was excited to see that they had a reason to be there that they presented the best game of the show and then uh, Nintendo had a strong mm-hmm. showing too with a bunch of stuff in the middle and with Luigi's Mansion that was meh as well but no, we just uh, that was awesome. my overall. That was my overall feelings there too. But let's jump into our predictions. See how wait, we did. Hold on. Wait a minute. Before we do this, wait a minute. Whoa! He just did. He just like he just glossed over. Um, wait. Did you just say that the Luigi's Mansion stuff looked like meh? He does. I, I mean, he played like, Luigi's Mansion you're, two on the 3DS and didn't care for it. He's just he just doesn't like your Luigi. Which is just like a doofus walking around with a vacuum cleaner, and now we know that you can also swing the ghost around and hit him on the floor. Great. Um. Wait. First off, <laughs> there's more to it than that. First off, like okay. Oh, good. There's also a gooey Luigi who they awesome. so brilliantly named Gooigi. Gooigi is great. The fact that you don't like it really that just tells me that you're not a dad yet, and that's fine because that <laughs> that's is dad joke dad. nine point nine. Like, yeah. Okay. So I need to. We gotta back. We gotta back up a little bit. Hold on. Um, just holy crap. Um, and he didn't even mention because th- he's afraid is really what it is. This is fear. Um, he didn't bring up the, like the big thing. It's fear. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to step with me. Um, you're insane that the Luigi's Mansion stuff didn't look good. The Luigi's Mansion stuff, like Luigi's Mansion, is a B tier Nintendo character n- or Nintendo game, no doubt. But this is yeah. like, they, but they can't because it's because of course it is right. Like, how do you compete with like Mario Kart and Smash? You put out Luigi's Mansion, but this is gonna be like. A B plus game, and you know what they did? They came out and they showed us that it's going to be a B plus game. If that's not meh, that just this is that we are promising some things and we are delivering it perfectly. Oh, and by the way, Luigi gets to freaking slam ghosts around like yeah, the awesome. Hulk thram- slamming Loki. Like that's what I saw. I was like, it, that's amazing. That's also like thinking about playing Luigi's Mansion Two. That would be a really strategic, nice little feature to have. Like, okay, I need to swing in this direction because a few ghosts over there, and yeah, that's it's there's there's you some know, tactics to it. Just it's as just someone who graduated it. magna cum laude, I'm gonna dust off my shoulders again. <laughs> I don't have time for B plus games or B pluses in general. You either gotta wow me or you get a meh. <laughs> And this is why he finished uh, Observation, because he just loves playing brilliant games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're one of those nerds. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I don't have time for B-plus games. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But let's like, go. Let's, let's me and Holden take apart your discography over the last couple of years. <laughs> I'm sure there's some hot garbage that you've played. Um, also, you don't have – anyway, I'm not even going to listen. Chad's also a trophy person. He'll play a terrible game just to get the trophies yeah. in it. I've I don't only done that. Done it. I've only done that like two times. 
Only. How many, my name how is Mayo. Many, how many of Greg Miller's like cheap, cheap platinums have you bought <laughs> and played? Just my name is Mayo. That's it. <laughs> I have been Just known to. If so I, he ain't got time for B plus games, I, but he did, got time for do I'm the one, stupid games. Yeah, because yeah, I knew it was only going like, to take an hour. <laughs> didn't you do the like the one where you have to hit the button ten thousand times as well? That's my name is Mayo. No, that's you my name tap is Mayo, the okay. Mayo jar ten thousand times, <sighs> and I did it on Vita, and I did it on PS4. I am Brett. I was thinking about that. But I will if I find a game that like I get halfway or three quarters through it and I don't like it. But if I get to the end of it, I'll have a platinum trophy. Yeah, I'll finish it. So what? But let's talk about our predictions and find out who freaking won. Because I know that I got a really big one at the end of Nintendo's. So I assume that I win. Holden, <laughs> you've got all of this written down. Take us through yes. what we guessed and who got what right. I don't all right, we'll remember. vote on points. So I'm going to... We'll start with... Uh, we'll do person by person because that's how I have it broken up. Um, right. Let's start with Jerrica's predictions. That's the first on the list here. Wow, um, Jerrica... Wow. <laughs> Jericho number one was Fable 4 announced during Microsoft's event. Ooh, they missed ghosted. out. They that missed was out. Poor, that was a poor decision just, on their part. They needed a tease. Yeah. Instead of going underneath you, the stage, they should have had a, a Fable out there. They're <laughs> <laughs> so mad. Everybody, you, welcome to the stage, Aesop. <laughs> Fable 4 from Aesop. <laughs> a second prediction was spot on. Final Fantasy VII will be episodic, which was kind of confusing in the middle of the week. Is it episodic or not? It is episodic still. And the first is yep. coming in 2020. You're right about that, too. So boom. Not only did you say 2020, but I re-listened to the episode, and you specifically said early, early 2020. I did. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. That's nice. Good job. Good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Three a full is- point. Three is more Starfield information will be revealed during Bethesda's event. Four is Mass Effect Remaster. Every I really year. wish we had gotten Every that. year oh. I'll wish for it. New Perfect Dark Zero game <laughs> is the fifth prediction, which I'm assuming is also the Microsoft That was my, well. you know, oh. just whatever. Risk it or whisk it. That's risk it or whisk it. I don't know what that means. If that happened, I would have um, petitioned for degree of difficulty points. You know what I mean? Like, that deserves yeah. bonus points. That's worth two. Like that's, that's hazard damn. pay right there. <laughs> All right, one point for Jerrica. Well done. Well done. Woo, woo. Who's Moving next? on to Chad. Bioshock next gen teaser at Microsoft's uh. event. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number two is the current gen Xbox can play. Um, can pl- oh, sorry, current gen uh, Xbox can play uh, next gen games via the cloud. New console announced with a few features provided during event and code name. Code name was given. I don't know if we can count those as features, like what the specs are. It's not really a feature. Just yeah, we didn't see any features. Yeah. But the code names, so we'll give you, we'll give you a third of a point for that one. Mm. Uh, wait, yeah. oh, wait, wait, though, wait. Yeah. Um, I want a, a point of clarification. I actually went and talked to my contact at three four three on this because they did not talk about it. I don't know why. Um, but Phil Spencer made like a throwaway comment in the middle of his thing. I'm trying to give you points, Chad. Um, Go on. <laughs> they said, that, and I confirmed this, that um, the current generation of consoles, like if they're making Halo and they're making it for next gen, it must play on current gen. Like it's not a hard division. They said oh, that during the press conference. That's not related now, to what his – That well, is the first part of it. Okay. Yeah. He said that it, no, they have not. to – well, He said they, via the cloud. That's not the same thing. Well, that was gonna be that was gonna be my question. Are we holding yeah. him to that cloud stuff? Because you can also turn your yeah. system into a server farm as part of like you can turn your as part of what X Cloud is. I don't. But I to don't play think they the s- games that are on your Xbox already. So if you have an Xbox One X game, you're just playing Xbox One X games. But if you have an Xbox Scarlet game, 
on your Xbox okay. One, and oh, you can use that as the server. That that is an if. Uh, Microsoft, Halo Infinite had already been announced as an Xbox One game, so it's really an Xbox One game that's going to be on the Scarlet. I don't think that that's well, that, the same well, thing. There are two different Xbox things. Infinite. I'm just I mean, connecting the dots. Right. Okay. But I'm not the judge. Colton, you are the I mean, judge. You guys are bump that up no, we're all the judge. I'm we're good. all contributing here. I just I don't think that that would count. Because I, mean, I think what Chad was trying to say was you have Halo Infinite as a next-gen game only, and it's not only well, a next-gen but game that's, that you that's, can play via the cloud. Yeah. What I'm saying is first-party Xbox, there's no such thing as next-gen only game. Like Fable Four, but we don't. But we don't know that though, because we haven't really heard. He just of any... said he did. No, but Phil Halo Spencer, Infinite does. I'm just saying specifically. Okay. Phil Spencer during the press conference said mm-hmm. that the games that they're making for next gen have to play on current. But gen. he said via the cloud, and that's not the same thing. We don't I, know what the stipulation that was, is. There. That's where we the judgment no was. That's where the yeah. judgment call, and that's where I'm just leaving it up to to you. Okay. I, I just don't wanted think so, to draw the connection to, to vote. because it yeah. took me three days to put that together. <laughs> so I right, didn't know if we uh, let's take it because that's kind of a big deal. With me abstaining from the vote, let's go around mm-hmm. and take a vote. Who decides to bump me up from a third of a point to a half a point? Jerrica, do you raise your hand or no? I don't know. Uh, that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> that's Holden a no. Says no. All right. If, I didn't, I, if I didn't pick it up from the conference, like it's good information. If it's something I have to go yeah. back and rewatch, I don't think it's relevant. I don't know. That's yeah. my... All right. Well, thank you, Stephen, for trying. I just I assume wanted to bring it that's my one that I get for the next three years. <laughs> Holden, what's the next one? I still get a third of a point, end, though. What's crazy is that one might end up being true when they tell us more about it next year. Sure. Yeah. But they didn't but we tell don't us know this yet. time. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> at least... Uh, third prediction is at least two Nintendo IP from third-party developers. I actually thought you were going to get that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not get yeah, that. I really thought that was a good prediction. Was there uh, even this one? Next... No, there wasn't I don't even think one. There was even one. No. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Uh, number four is Square will bring Final Fantasy 4 through 15 on all systems, including oh. Switch, but not Final Fantasy 8 and Final <laughs> Fantasy 11. And literally, Final Fantasy 8 was the only one that got announced. <laughs> yep. Which was crazy. Whoa. Did you get. I mean, yeah. I lost my mind because I was like, where'd they yeah. find it? Where did they find it? They must have, like, they must have just gone to somebody's house. Or they're spending all the money to do it to like retrofit it or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. but the, the I think the the biggest one was Chad's number five, which is new 3D Zelda game will be announced. Mm. I really did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, um, I even went back and listened. And I was like, should I choose the hype one or the one that I think is going to happen? And I went with the hype one, and it was That's right. right. And it, it happened. Yep. Trust that. So hype. I got Boom. one and one third points. Yeah. 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 One in with third points, yeah. All right, so far I'm in the lead. Suck it, jerk! <laughs> oh, well. I'm a very good sport, as long as I win. <laughs> Do we win anything? Um, yeah, we win bragging rights, and we get to tell the rest of you to suck it. Okay, cool. I'll be ready next year. <laughs> Steven Hold Prediction is next. Okay. And that is a Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 will have Amiibo support with one Ooh. Marvel Amiibo announced. That was such Which, a good prediction. How did that not happen? I wanted it's that so to happen. Dumb. It's so dumb. How did that, that not? It I'm really sure is that it's that actually happen. going to be true. Like, that's one I'm of those sure, things yeah. where it's absolutely going to have Amiibo support. <laughs> the, the having an, an Amiibo, that was stupid. It would have been awesome to have a Spider-Man Amiibo or something. But, like, it's going to have Amiibo support because it's a, you know, it's a first-party Nintendo game. But, yeah. Anyway, I was mad. Yeah. 
and had nothing to do with the predictions. I just wanted Amiibo support in that game. <laughs> yeah, but it's coming out very soon. So like, I feel like, like this would have been the time to announce it. Yeah, yeah it could just strange. be like not a big deal and like on the back of the box. Like it could be one of those things where like you just drop an Amiibo on it and you get like a power like, or they, something. They like Link's Awakening. They showed a trailer for that. No mention of Amiibo during the E3 event itself. But then during the Treehouse, it showed off that awesome uh, uh, Amiibo for Link yeah, Link's Awakening, which I did get. Thank you, Chad, for sending me that link. I really You're welcome. appreciate that. I literally got the second you sent it. I'm like, I'm doing it right now. I like stopped what I was doing completely. And I was doing something important, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two for Steven is Microsoft will say next Xbox will have two SKUs and will be out before summer 2020. I failed mm. that one super hard. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> they mentioned singular Xbox. So, like, maybe there's not even two SKUs anymore. Because they did mention consoles last year, but different, different tale this year. I'm very curious yeah. what happened there. Uh, damn good prediction here, though. Dragon Quest character will be the new Smash character. Yep. DLC available today. But the fact that you got that the exact character is really impressive. I'm a ninja. But yeah, I, I, and there's no reason it shouldn't have come out that day. That's just dumb. Make us wait till the summer. Yeah. Come out and just release it. But I'm sure it's not two ready. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like I, I want to give you a full point for that one just because that was so spot on. <laughs> but no, it was going to go half. That day. We're going to go half. Go half. So, um, for number four is Minecraft Dungeons revealed during Microsoft's event. Open beta starts before end of 2019. It was there. Um, is there an open beta before the end of 2019? They didn't say. I'm sure there will be. This is where Mar- where Microsoft's going to just screw me. But yeah, they, they, <laughs> but they didn't announce an open beta, to my knowledge. And I looked because I want to play it because I had no idea that it was just going to be Diablo with, right? <laughs> with Minecraft characters. I looked at my son and I was like. <laughs> Dude. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, I was real hyped about that. And then um, the last one is Doom Battle Royale. Oh, <laughs> man. Beth- Bethesda did announce a Battle Royale, but it was in Fallout 76 instead. Which yeah. is, I mean, which is probably the right place for it, but... So I'll is take it, my well, one. Is I'll it? Take my yeah. One. Is, is Fallout 76 it? the right place with their shitty shooting mechanics? I, no, I There's totally already, think like, crap, no people, crap. and now they got to ke- kill each other. I mean, no, come <laughs> on. <laughs> No, it makes total sense because it's crafting. Fallout's all about crafting, mm-hmm. at least in 4 and 76. Crafting's a big part of it, which is a big part of uh, a Battle Royale kind of style games is kind of collecting resources and, and all that. So that makes sense. And then you need an excuse for the world to get smaller. <laughs> What's a better excuse than the rest of the world blew up? <laughs> you need to get away from it. So it's yeah, perfect. but ultimately the game's about killing each other. And that, of all of their properties, has the worst shooting mechanics. I know. It's well, like 76 has better shooting oh. mechanics than Fallout 4 does. Hmm. I didn't know. No that. one would know but you. And the yeah. four other people who played the, you know, the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll take my one point. I'm fi- I'm, I feel fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, my predictions now. Number one, more than one Smash DLC character will be announced, all coming before August. Um. Mm. I'm going to give myself half a point, only because we don't know if even the Dragon Quest character is going to come out before August. He could. It's summer, but we don't know. Yeah. But two characters were announced, so yep. I think half a point. Banjo Hollow Knight kazooie Yeah, great, great trick out. That was awesome. New Hollow Knight Silk Song trailer during Nintendo event. Okay, this one upsets me, because yeah, yeah, it was there... But it wasn't a trailer, but then they did 16 minutes of gameplay during Nintendo Treehouse. So not a trailer, <laughs> but here's 16 minutes of gameplay. So that doesn't count. 
The next one, for me, also doesn't count. Animal Crossing will have a prominent featurette showing off new items, activities, and the official title. The official title's there, but I said it was going to happen during a prominent featurette. And what I meant by that was like a Smash thing, where it's like, here's 10 minutes dedicated to Mm -hmm. talking about Animal Crossing. And we didn't get that. We got a trailer, but we did get 30 minutes of gameplay after the event, directly after the event, where they went through everything I said they were going to go through in the featurette. So, damn it. Um, (laughs) So, no points there. (laughs) Um... New Cyberpunk 2077 trailer uh, announced during, sorry, blah, Cyberpunk 2077 trailer shown off during Microsoft's event with the 2020 release window. That did happen. Um, And then Microsoft will start their event with next-gen information. Cross-gen and concept will be discussed throughout the event. None of that happened. So I got a point and a half. That's it. Damn it! You 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 beat me by two tenths of a point. (laughs) <laughs> that's how that's how these work. Um, just for <gasps> for craps and laughs, I do want to talk very briefly um, because I did uh, predictions among my own staff, and I use all the same predictions with one exception. I did not do Doom Battle Royale, and instead I said, we will, and I predicted we'll see the Avengers game, and it will release in 2020. And had I and I cut that here because I thought that was too much of a softball for you guys. Had I left it in, I would have just walked. It would have been a walk off home run. But yeah, you would have been. I tried to be. I tried to be challenging. <laughs> I for for the record, I wouldn't have done that because I am a good winner. Um, but I am uh, I am tied with uh, the princesses of power uh, on my uh, among my staff. So we have to play Mario Party to determine who gets our EFG belt. Nice. Ooh. Holden, you have to claim your, your winnings. Um, <laughs> he Maybe what? he doesn't want to be an asshole, Chad. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, what I want is for Jerrica and Steven to come back on the show at some point to continue talking about video games and all things that we love talking about in video games. That's what I want. That's a prize. That's, that, getting Jerrica and I well, back is, pretty, is a pretty great. good prize. It's a great prize. Okay, getting Jerrica back is a if prize. If you guys will be back. Getting Jerrica <laughs> back is a prize. Getting me back, I mean, that's a consolation. <laughs> <laughs> Jerrica looks very happy right now for people who can't hear what she's looking like. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like a, a duck hybrid with a chipmunk? Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's chat. Let's wrap up our uh, E3 stuff mm. with some chat about your favorite announcements from E3. I feel like we've covered a little bit. Let's dive a little bit more in depth with these. I'm going to start yeah. by telling you guys how freaking great Final Fantasy VII looks because it looks like it's going to be the best freaking game that anyone's ever seen in their entire lives, and they're finally <laughs> going to they're re. Uh, what do you call it when you lo- localization? They're relocalizing everything for English so that it all makes sense. It's gonna be great, and everyone's gonna see that Cloud actually is a cool character despite just looking <laughs> cool. And I'm so freaking excited, and everything's not gonna be racist anymore or offensive, and it's just gonna be a wonderful game. And I'm so excited. Yeah, wow. So they're I'm gonna, gonna put some effort into an overrated game, and then it's gonna be great. I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That, when, you, when you take. You can polish a turd. There are so many cool things about that game that if you just polish it up, it's going to be freaking wonderful. This is just one of those... I remember when it was announced, if you don't mind me adding this in, mm-hmm. um, I've never played um, Final Fantasy VII. The first Final Fantasy game I played was Final Fantasy X. Um, but I just... Every E3, everyone always wanted that remaster or the remake or whatever. 
So like, it's almost like one of those, it's a unicorn that finally got announced in 2015. And yeah. I almost cried, like, because I was with a group <laughs> of friends and I'm like, oh my God, this game's coming out. So like, <laughs> it was, it's, I can't wait to play it because I've never played it and I don't know what happens. I just, I just hear it's got a great story. So I'm super yes. excited about when this Speaking comes out. Speaking of reveals, do you remember like seven or eight or maybe even nine years ago, they they like in the middle of a conference started playing a trailer and it was like remastered final fantasy 7 looking stuff but it wasn't actually the game being remastered it was just a tech demo of what the next console could do i remember and that now like, that you yeah how dare you it's <laughs> <laughs> horrible i mean i'm not a big final fantasy person not because like i don't like them because i've only played final fantasy 3 on the ds um but i have always wanted to go back to final fantasy 7 and I know it's a weird one of all the Final Fantasy games. That is weird. It. That's super yeah. weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I do want to go back and play Final Fantasy VII, and now I'm like, oh, shit, that looks so good. And the gameplay was jaw-dropping. It looks it, really cool. It looks like, really good. And for, I mean, a lot of it was, well, that look, that battle looked like it took a long time but, uh, against the Scorpion thing. But everyone I've heard talk about that demo when they played it said it doesn't feel long at all. It's awesome from beginning to end, that whole battle. I'm very pumped. I, I'm more curious because you've played the whole game, obviously. Midgar apparently is only 10% of that game. Do you really think there's enough there to build this out to two full oh, yeah. Blu-ray discs worth of content? Okay. When you play through Midgar in the original game, like you can't go in any buildings. It's all basically like a painted background with an mm -hmm. occasional thing that you can go into story-wise. So if they're building this out to be a real world... <laughs> but I'm talking about like, the story. Like, how much of the story actually happens in Midgar? Like, am I going to finish this game and think, man, I didn't even finish the first act of this story? They are I they are taking so many liberties I feel with this and adding so okay. much more to make this a, a fully realized world which I'm well cuz like Sephiroth and Cloud never have a confrontation but in this trailer we see they have a confrontation in Midgar they don't have that in the full in the uh, original game is my understanding I'm open to anything I'm open to yeah, whatever so they want to give me <laughs> <laughs> Yes they have they said specifically that they are expanding certain characters like there are characters who have more dialogue in the trailer than they did in the entire Midgard section of the game. So they are, I mean, because there's a bunch of characters in Avalanche that you work with that don't have, um, that, that really barely have speaking parts that are just kind of there. And now they're going to be fleshed out real characters. Um, there's plenty of room for expansion. I think that's what they're going to be doing is taking some of the stuff that didn't get, there are a lot of set pieces that didn't get a lot of setup. Um, that just kind of happen um, and they're going to get them. And also like, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is all scrambled for me. Um, this also is like, they're going to break into the Shinra corporation and the headquarters and like, see the science experiments and all that stuff. Right. Chad, like that all happens so. before he escapes Midgar. So like, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Midgar that we don't mid Midgar that we don't really think about because it's not like, meeting the flower girl and you know like there's a lot of stuff that they could just expand and you know like so no i, I i'm not worried i'm worried i'm curious as to what the heck goes on to two blu-ray discs it's like for real they're putting the witcher 3 on a freaking switch cart so like <laughs> what are you putting on two blu-rays do you not know do we, does nintendo need to loan you their compression team because like there's tools. I don't know what well, they're doing. Nintendo I think is it's 4K versus 540. Team. Mm. Yeah. 
if you if you notice, this is going to run on 4K on PS4 Pro versus The Witcher, which in handheld mode runs at 540, 720 maximum on the TV. Woo! Which I think yeah, is going to help but, a lot with space, but but still, my yeah, they on. could bring Final Fantasy VII down to 540p. They could do that. That'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like I just don't know what they're putting on those two Blu-rays, but. I mean, I'm I'm excited to play it. I just if you look at the character models though, and all the textures, like holy shit, it looks incredibly good. And if it's just that, and it's really just two thirty-hour games on each disc, I'm kind of fine with that. I'm also downloading it, so I'm not really gonna be switching discs out anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Have fun with that. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, Red Dead Redemption Two is a hundred gigs. That was a fun download. Yeah. That's who's, it. Who's that's, that was my big game I wanted to talk about. Stephen, what, what was one of your favorite announcements? Listen, I want to talk about Breath of the Wild 2 because Chad was a coward and didn't bring it up. Nailed when he talk- it! Um, <laughs> listen, Breath of the Wild 2 got kind of, I, I guess teased is probably the right word. Announced isn't the correct word, really. Yeah. It was teased. Um, but they gave us like a minute and a half of like very dense teaser footage um, that the nerds are already like Frame oh, by framing. Some, there's some juicy theories out there. Oh, man, listen. Be like, yeah. And it sounds awesome. Yeah, it really, I've read four or five different ways that this could go, and I would play any of them. I want to play all of them. Um, no, I, listen, Breath of the Wild is the best video game Nintendo has ever made, full stop. And so the... Don't say anything, Chad. Don't say anything, Chad. No, I was, <laughs> I was clearing my throat. <clears> throat. I mean, Chad can say whatever he wants. All he's going to do is just dig himself a I hole. It's fine. I don't believe in censorship except for Chad saying his opinions about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, so uh, just more... Realistically, more of that sounds great. Um, you know, like, <clears throat> but Aonuma saying that this is going to be a darker game... Um, that that's the only thing that gives me pause because the reality is the first game was already kind of dark. Um, it's just you had to pay attention. Um, but like, I mean, I, I, that's the only thing that gives me pause. It's like, what the hell do you mean by dark? But it's uh, I, I'm I'm so stoked for that game. I think it's closer than we realize. Yeah, I think it's, it's next year. Um, that's my my wife actually uh, laid that prediction on me. I thought it was you know I thought it was going to be longer, and then she was like, "No, but for real, it's probably next holiday because they probably started working on it as soon as the last DLC was released." And <laughs> probably before then, yeah, probably yeah. before then. That's for why the sure. DLC well, was and, sucky. And also, the t- <laughs> <It was not>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you shut your mouth, Chad, Michael Innes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but the other piece is they have, obviously they were working on it beforehand just by nature of the fact that this is probably going to be composed of some of the, like the, the discarded parts. Cause I mean, they made like one and a half breath of the wilds. There's no way that some of that stuff that they cut isn't going to find its well, way in now. One of the concepts are for breath of the wild people are pointing to is that originally Ganon was supposed to be on death mountain and death mountain was a hovering landmass over Hyrule. It's like, uh, ooh, that sounds kind of like what Hyrule Castle is going to be. Which makes sense, considering at the end yeah. of that. I mean, listen, yeah. I'd, I'd be fine. Listen, so it's hovering. That means we got to fly to get there? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I have some reservations about Breath of the Wild 2, actually. I'm a little upset it's in the same exact world as, as Breath of the Wild. 
I don't know what variations they're going to put on it. If they do like a Dark World spin, like that'd be kind of cool. But I'm very curious. But I'd really rather not play in the same exact Hyrule unless they do like, hey, the world has changed in significant ways. When you travel, you're going to f- see new things. And I trust them. I trust that it's, uh, I'm not going to dislike the game. But I'm just I, saying the castle think, floated. Imagine, we don't know it's the same world. The castle could float into space, and we play in space. But if if that's the <laughs> Okay, I would play Zelda Breath of the Wild in space. Incredible. Yeah. It's basically all the Mario Galaxy stuff, but Zelda instead. Mm. There um, we go. I mean, it depends what they do, but I'm excited, obviously, that a new Zelda game get announced. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful for a new Zelda game, but like, I booted up Breath of the Wild a little while ago to play. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast or not, but I booted up on uh, a little while ago, and I just stopped playing immediately because I'm like, oh, well, I know the world already. I don't really feel like exploring it again. I played 300 hours in this world. I'm good. Um, I don't know if I want to play a whole new Zelda game that's in the same exact world, unless there's very, very, uh, huge variations. But some of the lore stuff in the background is cool. Like, that mummy is Ganon. There's no way that mummy is not Ganon. Yeah. And what is that? that um, what does they say? The... Um, the hand might be the seal and how they seal um, Ganon below Death, the castle. Stranding. All that stuff. I mean, <laughs> yes! Woo! Yeah. If there's less stranding integration, I'm in. Someone deciphered the, the letters in the spiral, and it literally just says seal Ganon in, in Gerudo, in the Gerudo language. Um, mm. the, where the hand is holding Ganon down is exactly where Ganon was stabbed in Twilight Princess at the very end by the Master Sword, and he's also wearing the same amulet on his forehead that he's wearing in twilight princess as well hmm. so there's it's definitely ganon yeah and that's exciting it's cool i, I would not I, I i don't think that they would not I, I don't think they would release it knowing full well that a, a big portion of their you know hardcore audience has really poured through every inch of this map i don't imagine that they would um do it without making some significant changes yeah. um and for at the very least forcing us to like kind of travel in different ways i mean the reality is if they mm-hmm. had verticality through flight that's the one thing that like we haven't been able to really do right so um i i agree with you if the map is identical then that might be a, an issue um but i i, I don't think that's going to be a thing i think we'll be, i think they're yeah they're going to make some I changes mean- yeah, I mean, they've confirmed at least that it's the same map. But again, the changes we don't really know about. Um, we'll have to see. I don't know. I do have two predictions for it, though. One. Sure. It's going to be called Legend of Zelda Curse of the Wild. They're going to keep Of the Wild in there. In some They're definitely going to keep Of the Wild. I think that makes yeah. perfect sense. Wait, yeah. what does the Breath of the Wild sound like again? Is that like, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that's a deep what? cut for Respawn Named Fire. Actually, that's back when we were still split-screen gaming podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I love that. And the other prediction, <laughs> the other prediction is that you got your abilities in Breath of the Wild very early on in the game, um, and that was through the Sheikah Slate. This time, it's all going to be attached to Link's right hand. He gets touched, and he has that green stuff kind of cover his right hand going up his whole arm maybe they didn't really show that i think all of his abilities are going to extend from that so like he'll get a hook shot through his right hand just extending out with like that green lantern material. style green lantern style yeah that's my prediction mm. that's kind of down cool. i'm yeah. down with both of those things that sounds great yeah. 
Frankly, we'll they could just make it a, the same map. I'd probably play it. I would too. I just would be let down. That's they could make it anything, and I will play it. I won't enjoy it, but I'll play it. <laughs> I'm not going to like it, even though it's immaculate. I'm not going to like gonna, it. I'm, I'm going to choose to hate it, no matter what. I'm just going to rage goodness. play Breath of the Wild because I don't understand what's good. That's yeah, so, fine. Jed, were you really hoping for something brand new with Zelda, or were you kind of let down and saying, like, oh boy, it's the one I didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I honestly said, if you go back and listen to the, the episode itself, it, I said it's a Breath of the Wild sequel. Like, it's a it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, all the same assets, that kind of stuff, rather than just a new 3D Zelda. Is this, like, the first, like, direct sequel in, with any of the Zelda games? I don't, I actually there don't know. There have been three direct sequels. Oh, okay. Um, there was Majora's Mask is the first one, and mm-hmm. then Wind Waker uh, had two sequels, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Mm. Although Spirit Tracks is not a direct sequel, it's like 400 years later, but wow. it is like the same exact world. But Phantom Hourglass is a direct sequel. It's the same Link. It's it's Tetra, who's also in the first one, in Wind Waker, I mean. Gotcha. Yeah. So, it, But this is the first time it's in the same exact world. Hmm. Well, I thought, what about Link Between Worlds? It's a, they considered that a spiritual successor. It's not the same link. It's it's a spiritual successor. But it is that's, the same how, that's how they world. considered it. Doesn't check all the boxes, but it well, low rule is a new world. That's not the same thing as the dark world. Yeah, so it's, it's like half exactly. It's not a the, the the difference really comes down to all of the other ones. Nintendo has explicitly said are direct sequels. So. If they hadn't said any of them were explicit, were direct sequels and we were just making judgment calls on some of those because of like the Zelda timeline or whatever, then so be it. But since Nintendo has done it in the past, since they didn't say A Link Between Worlds is a direct sequel, that means it's not. Mm. It's a logic puzzle, Chad. I, I mean, I know. Yeah. I hate puzzles. I know. I it's, hate <laughs> puzzles. <laughs> that explains everything. It's like a shrine, only it's in real life. Oh, <laughs> gross. Jerrica, what was one of your favorite announcements? So, um, I'm going to, so I don't know, I sort of forgot about this game, but then I didn't. And my girlfriend actually reminded me because I was having this discussion, what should I, what game should I mention? Um, and it was actually the Blair Witch game that was shown off at the Microsoft conference. Yeah. And at the beginning of that trailer, um, I thought for a second, like, oh God, Alan Wake. It's back because that's what I thought it was. Oh, that's what it sort of, mm-hmm. yeah, it sort of reminded me of Alan Wake. Um, but as I was watching it, I was like, oh, there's a guy in the corner of this house, like just standing. Oh my God, this is very Blair Witchy. Is that a, yeah, it was very Blair Witchy. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> At the end, when I saw Blair Witch, I was like, what the heck? That is so random, but I'm so in. Because um, I've, <laughs> that was like one of the first horror movies that I watched with one of my friends, and it scared us so bad. We were obviously probably too young to watch the movie. Um, and it freaked us up, freaked us out so bad. And I guess like we would make these movies like home movies with our VHS camcorder. So we, <laughs> we have a lot of extensive, extensive knowledge on the Blair Witch IP. It's totally ridiculous, but I'm really, I love that world. It's so interesting. Um, so them going back. And if you didn't know this, there's actually a Blair Witch game from the early two thousands for PC. There were three volumes. Oh, I did not know okay. this. And I've actually have attempted to play them um, when I was younger. I remember going to a store and buying the big box off the shelf and being like, Mom, install this for me. Um, <laughs> and um, I probably wasn't that young, but I still needed help. But uh, 
it would never run on my PC, so I never got to play it. It just kept crashing. Um, but it was a really like it was a weird kind of game where the Blair Witch IP was sort of blanketed blanketed over another game, so it really didn't have a huge connection. So I'm really excited about this because I love scary games. Resident Evil Seven was so good. I had such a great time. I and just the fact that I could be running around the woods and potentially have the Blair Witch chase me. I don't know why, but sign me up. I want to experience that. So, and it's going to have his own sco- uh, story. It looks like uh, there's like this police guy and he's looking for his son, I think. Um, so it's not directly tied to the movies. They're going to tell their own story. So that's pretty cool. I think that's what's yeah. most exciting to me is that it's not tied to any of the movies, mm-hmm. like in a direct storyline way, but they're kind of, seems like they're telling their own story within that kind of folklore, which is yeah. cool. When I saw it, I thought it was going to be another um, Outlast. Outlast. I thought it was going to be another Outlast. Oh yeah, game. that too. Yeah. Because I was like, oh man, you're just going to walk around with the camera again, and that's it. So that's all Outlast was, which was not exciting to me. But no, then I saw Blair Witch. I saw the people saying, I was like, oh my god, this, this is... could be really freaking yeah. cool. It looked really you... good too. It did. Yeah. yeah. You do the parallel to Resident Evil Seven, and I think that's a really like that's incredibly exciting mm-hmm. to think about a game that could be like that. Gosh, I hope it's awesome. in VR. Well, it does, well so it's like, not coming to PlayStation. Ugh, so I can't, <laughs> can't do that. But maybe one day. Yeah, at least in the first movie, the horror is all from the atmosphere. And I think that lends itself very Gosh. well to a video game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for that. It is strange that it's coming out in August. It's, it's really so soon. soon. Yes. Yeah. And I like, had we not heard about this before? They just kept it uh, yeah. hid, hidden in the woods. Who's developing it? Um, I forgot the name, but they did Layers of Fear. Nintendo's developing here. Oh, yeah. Oh, this was the third-party... Zelda's in this one, right? Yep. (laughs) Zelda, the guy with the green hat, he's in this one? (laughs) Yes, Zelda, the guy with the green hat. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) He's Um, the witch. That's why his hat's so pointy. Oh, watch out. (laughs) Yeah. That was the game that I wanted to talk about. That's I'm exciting. I'm very excited. Up. Holden's the next person, but he's also looking something up, oh. so making for a great concert. I did tell my I... friend um, about this game, the one I used to make these uh, scary movies with when we were younger. Really yeah. bad movies um, in the in the front yard. We used a lot of ketchup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we actually like created these little stick people to put in the trees, too. So the yard was the Blair Witch Woods. It was pretty great. That's awesome. <laughs> she doesn't play gays, but she's coming over to play that one as soon as it comes out. Oh my god. We may do just, like a stream. You just made me remember something I haven't thought about in easily 15 years. Oh, great. Let's my hear it. brother and I, and my little sister and my cousin made a, not a movie. Well, I guess it's a movie. It's like a, a, an interactive slideshow called The Blair cool. Ketchup Project. <laughs> what? What? Oh my god. I got to find this. I got to find this and send it to you after this. I but yeah, we, it was it. like telling. We took photos of ourselves, like, reacting in different ways. And I remember distinctly <laughs> photos of the ketchup bottle standing up on the deck. And then the, suddenly the ketchup bottle is falling over. <laughs> Man, I haven't thought about that in so long. Oh, well, there you so go. Memory lane. I'm a developer. <laughs> it's Lionsgate Games, but it's a division within them called Bloober Team. That was it. I just Bloober. <laughs> forgot the name. Yeah. Bloober. Bloober. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do we get to talk about any more? Because I, I have at least one. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't done mine. We have, then I'll wait my I was turn. doing I two wanna... or three per person, I was thinking. 
Okay. Um, I'll wait my turn. I just wanted to make sure. Well, you might be. I mean, you're talking about Animal Crossing because that's what I'm going to talk about next. Nope. Animal Crossing. Nope. No. The Anyone one I'm going to talk about Crossing? has nothing to do with anything. No, I don't think any of us brought about. Animal Crossing to this. So I'm hype okay. as hell to be clear. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, good. But go on, sir. I got very excited about Animal Crossing New Horizons, which I wrote down as New Pathways of the Note for some mm. reason. Oh. And I think I, I was would... just excited about you can make your own pathways. I think that's what it was. Um, Animal Crossing New Pathways is the Animal Crossing Death Stranding crossover. There you go. <laughs> I'm ready. I was going to say Animal Crossing New Pathways is the Alcoholics Anonymous recovery program you play <laughs> within Animal Crossing. Oh. Um, so it's what it's a what makes it a big announcement for me is that it seems like a, while you talk. the biggest advancement for the Animal Crossing franchise. It actually seems like it's a really big step up. So you're on a deserted island now. So like you're actually, rather than coming into a town and becoming a part of that town, you're one of the first people on this island, and you're trying to build up this island to get other people to want to live there as well. I don't know too much of like if you have towns there or if you're going to fly out to a different city area where you can go to those different shops and stuff, but I really like how they're playing with that island mechanic and it changes a few fundamental things about Animal Crossing that are a big deal. So like one is you can craft items now. And what's really nice about that is you used to have to like Right now, I'm playing Animal Crossing again. I haven't gotten the opportunity to get an axe yet because the store only has two items in that kind of category per day, and so far, none of them have been an axe. So I haven't got an axe, so I can't chop down trees by my house, and I really would like to so I can start to kind of farm and start growing some oranges, but I have to wait for that axe to come in now. But with crafting materials, I would be able to make that axe so I don't have to wait anymore. And that's, that's like a nice little adjustment... Right there, you're apparently going to have a lot more control over um, the animals that live in your town, so you can just tell them <laughs> to leave if you want to, which is kind of like funny. <laughs> you can also just move your, your house around wherever you want, so if you want to be on the beach, you can be in the beach. You've never been able to do that Animal Crossing before. I'm like, that's awesome. I want a beach house. I'll build my house on the beach, because that's where I want to put it. Little things like you're, you're on an island, so you don't have bridges yet, so you actually have a little pole vault. You just pole vault across the, the rivers. Like These little things like that are really starting to add up, where you can put furniture outside your house and customize your place that way you can also just choose to never upgrade your house and live in a tent only and that will actually influence the other kinds of people who come to live in your neighborhood and how tom nook um influences his own advancements for the for that island as well so it's more in line with you wanting to be living in a tent and kind of a little bit more of a campy uh sense campy not like campy cheesy campy like camp camp campy um which is also a campy way of saying that but it just looks great. And everything I've seen about <laughs> this is face. just... <laughs> uh, everything about it looks awesome. I'm super pumped about it. It looks like a great advancement. And I could go on and on and on, but I know none of you guys want to listen to that. So, <laughs> um, I've been looking for a quote um, yeah. about this game. <laughs> so uh, I am incredibly hyped for this game. My entire house is hyped for this game. Yeah. Um, I want to add some extra shenanigans. Um like we bought a second switch for this game. So um I when they didn't give us much, I was a little bummed, right? Like because they really didn't give us a lot. But in that treehouse they talked a lot they, more though. Initially. Sorry, I'll let you go. Yeah. 
Um, Like, initially, they didn't give us a lot. But they, um, man, during the treehouse, I had my my son and I were trying to, because I actually, uh, I called my son out of school so he could watch the Nintendo. (laughs) Um, You're an awesome dad. That's great. um, And... Yeah, I, thank you. Um, I'm not sure that that's the case. So our war, <laughs> this is a total non sequitur, but y'all will appreciate it. So our war room was at my friend John's house, who is uh, an, e, an EFG employee uh, two weeks out of the year, the week before E3 and during E3. Um, and then he goes on vacation for the rest of the year. Um, it's a sweet gig. <laughs> I should look into it. Um, yeah. But his wife, who is my board game editor, um, and also runs the house um, and was like mom to all of us while we were doing this. Um, she is a first grade teacher. <laughs> and so when she found out that I was pulling <laughs> my son out of school to watch a press conference, um, she looked at me and she said, I have feelings about this, but I am not going to share them with you. <laughs> um, and I said, that's fair. I take that to mean that you're not happy about this. Um, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and she said, uh, I know. That's why I'm not wasting my time, more or less. Um, it was I, so, it, but it, I definitely got yelled at. But so I had him taking notes, or he and I were starting to take notes on all the stuff, and we just ran out of like, we just ran out. There's just so, there's so much. much stuff. And there's also so stuff. everything, every frame that they showed was um, like deliberate. And mm-hmm. I think and, like they were revealing stuff without talking about it. Like, I, but there's so much good. Just so, it's so exciting. I cannot wait um, to kind of dig into it. My kids can't, I'm looking for a tweet. Because I actually tweeted at Nintendo um, because my daughter, who is six, got very angry about the delay. And so I sent it to Nintendo. (laughs) Um, But I guess I can't find it. And that's sad. But basically, more or less, oh, my wife texted it to me. You guys will love this. I promise. (laughs) Where's my wife? Hold on. By the way, yeah, Wiley, totally on the, the dad pulling out of school thing, that is legit some of the best memories I have with my dad are when like, hey, do you want to skip school today and go do blank? It's like, oh, yes. And they're some of my most <laughs> cherished memories. So I'm sure your son appreciates it. When the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man game, a movie came out, my dad took me out of school to go see that with him. And that was awesome. My mom was oh. so pissed. <laughs> she was so pissed. Oh, yeah. It was... Oof. Yeah, it, um, my so my wife knew, um, my wife knew, but yeah, it was, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was, it did not go well with everybody else that I was with. No, and I can't yeah. find the thing, so never yeah. mind. Um, cool. I can't find the quote, but more or less, it was, I have to wait a whole nother year. Come on, man. Nintendo, you gotta let me play this game. I'll, I'll be almost eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's awesome. And ever since then, because what's crazy is she, we bought her New Leaf in a DS a while ago, mm-hmm. and it's 
up until very recently, she didn't understand it enough that really all she did was play hide and seek in the game with her brothers. <laughs> like they made up a game where like they would unlock the gates and they would like run around each other's villages and just play hide and seek, which works. And so she did that. And within the last like three weeks, so like two weeks before E3, she like got it. And was like, oh. I get the things, I sell the things, I give them to the stupid raccoon man, and I keep <laughs> doing this. Um, and so, I mean, that's obviously an oversimplification, but you know what I mean. And so, as soon as she got it, she was like, oh, they're going to make a new one that looks prettier? As soon as that happened, she was all in. It's her most anticipated game of all time. Will be the game <laughs> of her life. Um, and then she found out, and then within a week of being super hype about it, she then experienced a delay so in short my six-year-old's a real gamer now because <laughs> that's really what makes a real gamer getting hyped about yeah. a game and then suffering through a delay it's not about are you good are you not it's can you su- feel the pain like we can once you're in on that just just a reminder with breath of the wild it was worth it this will be worth it too mm-hmm. oh I, my wife tried it didn't work you don't you don't reason with six-year-olds bro this is true <laughs> you don't reason with them um she basically was cussing out nintendo in a six-year-old way come on man is <laughs> come on man from a six-year-old is like you know that's some sam jackson stuff <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah it also looks gorgeous Speed the updated visuals. It looks oh, so God. nice. So the good. water effects, the trees, you know, moving in the wind. Um, one of my favorite little uh, extra announcements they added, not even during the event or treehouse, but like just in interviews afterwards. There's an auto save feature now, mm-hmm. which that might not mean anyone who's played Animal Crossing, but that's a kind of a big part of the game. Is you have to save the game. If you don't save the game and you turn it off, when you turn it back on again, this mole pops out of the ground named Mr. Resetti, who tells you that it's it's wrong that you turned the game off without <laughs> saving your progress, and, and it's irresponsible. You don't know the impact it's having on the world you're playing in, and yada, yada, yada. And it goes on forever. It really is like <laughs> laying into you. Like he just, And it's all text-based. It goes on for like five minutes. And they've said, well, we can't say what he's doing, but he's uh, Mr. Rossetti's working, looking for new work now, is how they put it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, what's Mr. Rossetti going to be doing in the new game? I don't know, but that, that got me excited. Does, it also, does he also save your progress even if you don't manually hit save? Or do you lose no, everything no. and you have to sit through a lecture? Yeah, you lose everything and you have to sit through the lecture. This game sounds oh, great. <laughs> so it also happens if your battery turns off too, and it, it gets worse. Like if you if the first time he'll he'll be a little bit more lenient with you, but if you keep doing it, he gets more and more mad with you about not saving your game. Oh my god! I mean, it's awesome. It's also they. they I mean, it's hard to mention it without talking about it's like very earthbound. The, like, y- yeah, I think that's I think that's a really fair um, uh, assessment. I, also, like the character creation stuff, the fact that. You, you know, like the different hairstyles and clothes are no longer tied to what gender you choose. So yeah. you can just kind of do whatever the hell you want. You can also on purpose, without hacking the game or anything, make a person of color. Like which <gasps> Yeah. Is, so you It's actually to, a huge deal among the Animal Crossing community. You used to have to go to the beach and get a tan, and that would only last you that day. Then you have to go to the beach the next day and just hang on the beach for like an hour to build up a tan and then do that every morning. Oh wow! In the game. Yeah. So this is this is a big deal. I hope they don't get <laughs> cancer. It sounds horrible. For I, I see Tom Nook curing your cancer and then giving you a gigantic loan you have to pay off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very Animal Crossing. 
True facts. True facts. Yeah. Chad, I feel really bad you had to endure all that Animal Crossing talk. <laughs> no worries. We, let's do one more round of things that we liked about E3, then we'll we'll move on. I'll I'll let you start this time, Chad, because you had to sit through all of that Animal Crossing discussion. <laughs> oh, that must wham, have been really wham, hard. Wham. Um, he has to live through so life, my next not thing... liking Zelda. Think about that. <laughs> I, I don't. It's hard. It's hard for me to sleep at night thinking about how Chad does. That. My next it's, thing. It's got to be is rough. Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> Square Enix. <laughs> Showed off so much good shit about this game. You First of all, you can see it. people get material. Like he, she hands him the material. It's like, oh my god, that's so cool. You can hold it in your hand. That's so awesome. You can see it in the weapons. I know you could kind of see it a little bit in the original, but like this whole game. Yeah, that's it. That's all I really wanted to talk about was Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so we can move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho, you're up. Uh, I mean, are we gonna talk about it? Talk about what? The, that game that comes out in April. Who's oh, talking Cyberpunk. About? Final yeah, Fantasy that game, VII? that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to bring it up. I mean, it's not like the I world hasn't been talking to, about it. I had not planned to talk about it. Okay. Um, but you can talk about it. It just wasn't in my favorite announcements. Okay. Well, it was one of my but favorites, so not because of Keanu I'm Reeves. I'm not putting it down. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> him and is it Nicolas Cage, their faces sort of get on my nerves. <laughs> I can't there explain it. that I can't watch the movies. Yeah. So I saw his mm-hmm. face and I was like, well, what do you know? Look at him. He's in cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> there he He's is. a lot in cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. He's apparently yeah. like, um, I guess like an AI or some kind of intelligence that communicates with you from what I've read. So he's, um, a, he's a former rock star in the world who's died. And now wow. his ghost lives digitally. Okay, I missed that. And that's, to talk to you. Yeah. that's intense. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less from the Keanu Reeves yeah. in a game. So um, Keanu Reeves, the game. The game. <laughs> but I can say this. So obviously I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, and I really haven't found another game since the original trilogy that hooked me with the RPG elements, is like creating your own character and making your decisions that ripple, and there's consequences that to that extent... And I think Cyberpunk's going to be that game, obviously. It sounds so deep. I don't know how it's still coming out in April. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was still really surprised we got a release date. um, Because it seems like this game's going to be massive. I don't know if they talked about size. (laughs) Yes, it's not. It is. (laughs) I would bet on it right now. It's going to come out in April. I mean, Um, all right. It sounds like April was them saying, we want to give... Because they apparently... This is all rumor and scuttlebutt, but mm-hmm. like they wanted to release this year, but it was pressure within the development team saying we really cannot do it in that time frame. We can do it by April 2020. So it sounds like it was them pushing it back already. Like if they announced 2019, they would have delayed it to April 2020. So I think it's going to be fine. They've also said too they've been holding out on re- announcing a release date because when they announce a release date, they don't want to delay it. So I think I, I trust them. It's what they all say. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Jerica. I really did totally just interrupt you. So that's my. Oh bad. no! You, feel free. Um, you there. There's a lot about this game. So if I miss anything, please um, interrupt. Um, but yeah, I I was able to sort of watch some videos and read some articles about people that got to see the the new demo, the gameplay demo, which I think it was another like 50 minutes or so. 
mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we'll probably, is. I think I saw where we'll probably see that closer to Gamescom. Like, so they'll release it a few months later. Um, but from what I could tell, it was a lot of the same stuff, but it looks way better, which is awesome. I would, I would expect that. Um, and I thought it was really cool in the, the trailer anyways. And what we got to see is like the little blades coming out of his arm. I thought that was neat. I can't wait to see mm. how much of your character's body you can like change or upgrade and that kind of stuff. Like this world, I'm so in. There hasn't been a game really that I can be like, that's similar to that, that I've played. Um, it's definitely going to be something new and different and I can't wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about cyberpunk as well. I, I just wish we had gotten that gameplay demo at E3. I know. It's, like it, it <laughs> yeah. just seems sort of like, Hey, we're going to release this game in a year, but the demo is not ready for you guys to see it. It'll be ready in August. Like if the demo is not ready for August, it's like, they really, it's, it's a hype building thing. I think it is. And it's like, they really want to get the feedback from people they know, like it's going to give them great feedback before they show it to the masses. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think also, it might be a ex- tough game for them to demo, and they may be even just using this to figure out yeah. how to best show off the game. If it is this wide and expansive, how do you demo a game like True. that? True, true. I just, I, I was disappointed because that was a, a cinematic trailer. At yep. this, the second E3 you've seen this game, <laughs> that should have been the first E3 cinematic trailer, and then we get a gameplay trailer this year. So it just felt a little odd for me. That's why I'm a little underwhelmed by Cyberpunk at E3, but well, I still everyone's doing super it. So I mean. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I didn't expect go under it the from stage. Cyberpunk. Show it there. Go underneath the stage. Yeah, it's there. The stage. <laughs> it was um, playing underneath the stage. They just didn't show it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was actually yeah. grateful for the cinematic trailer because what we've seen so far, I was still not sold on like, am I going to care about these characters? Is it going to be a worthwhile yeah. story? And I feel like this answered that question for me. So now I'm excited for Cyberpunk in a way that I wasn't before. Uh, whereas I was like, oh, that looks like a cool game. And now it's like, I'm going to buy this game. I am not. Um, listen, I'm so happy that you guys are going to be enjoying this. Um, yeah, I'm out. Like it, it's it's it, it doesn't have anything to do with Keanu Reeves. Um, I'm sure he's a it great can, guy. It can be his face. It's okay. It's a detriment to me, definitely. Um, <laughs> but it, it really just comes down to uh, I don't think I'd ever like I. I it could be wonderful. I don't think I'd ever really be able to appreciate enough of the game to really feel like I. I got I, I got enough out of it to justify spending money on it. Like I played The Witcher Three, um, and I have I have not even come close to finishing it. <laughs> I had my um, I I fell in love with Kira Metz, and we had our magical evening, and then some things happened, and now I can't talk to her anymore because she <laughs> dead. And I guess spoilers <laughs> for The Witcher 3. But, like, I accidentally <laughs> killed, like, the love of my life. And then I'm like, you know what? My story's over. Um, I'm going to move and go on. My Witcher is the now an ascetic monk. Um, and then there's a funny story. We'll save it for uh, uh, my God, I'm so humble or whatever next time I'm on. Because uh, my, my Witcher 3 story is actually really funny. But um, I just part of me is like, wow, I'm kind of relieved that I killed the love of my life because now I don't have to play the rest of this game. I have an excuse because <laughs> it's so intimidating. Like, I th- I'm sure it's going to be immaculate and wonderful and the people that really can, like, latch onto it and love it are going to are gonna just just eat it right up. Um, I, and I'm going to hang out and play Mario Kart while y'all do that. Um, because, like, 
Man, you know, and that's really what it is. It's just I'm so intimidated by like, oh, you can put stats into how cool you are. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means because I don't know what cool (laughs) is. I I do a video game podcast. Like, um, So anyway, yeah, I think it's like the charisma trait, I think. Yeah, yeah, charisma is my personal dump stat. Um, So, (laughs) you know, is it like um, a supreme uh, fanny pack? You get one of those. Oh, my God. listen, (laughs) That means you're cool, right? Yeah, right, that's right. I mean, now actually cool. they sell those. Um, they're called belt. Uh, they're they're belt wallets or something. Like if you go to Walmart or somewhere right now, they actually sell fanny packs, but they don't call that's them that. Crazy yeah. double speak right there. Oh, it's awful. And I was like, oh, but but the thing, but here's what's crazy. Like this is the mental voyage I go on. So I grabbed it. I picked one up. Because first I was like, oh, my God, they're selling fanny packs again. Like the, And I'm like, of course they're selling fanny packs again. And then I looked at it and I was like, maybe I should buy this because I could use this in for my LARP <laughs> character. And then, my, and then I looked at my son and I was like, Evan, I could use this. And he's like, Dad, you're thinking about buying a fanny pack so you can bring it to LARP with you. What is wrong with you? And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I put it down. Oh, they're and trendy away. now. They're cool. Yeah. Are they? Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I s- Duh. Really? I every time I look at a fanny pack, I just go, "Oh, that. Oh, that's." Oh, not they're good. back in style. They've been yeah, in they, style. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can buy yeah. like crazy expensive ones at the Gap. Um, that's right. At least that's what I understand. You know, I mean. So anyway, <laughs> I'm super stoked for all y'all, cyberpunk folks. You enjoy that because I'm sure it's going to be great, right? I'm sure it's going to be like game of the year. It's all nonsense, but unless Last of Us Part Two comes out next year. Woo! Wow. Get yeah, hyped. I mean, you're right. You're right. It's definitely. Oh, oh. so um, the actress who I mean, no, the actress who plays Ellie in the oh. game was in an interview, and they said, "Hey, so like, as mm-hmm. they were like, hey, so when's the game coming out?" And she's like, "Well, I think." Fe-, and then the guy cut her off. Yeah, but she was got, definitely saying February. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely how that was going to oh. go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, we'll find it, out within a month or so, right? Like, they, yeah. I bet. I mean, they got to do another state of play soon. Yeah. Yeah, let's um, do didn't mean sure. to derail us. I just got got hyped. Listen, I, now I will play The Last of Us. Mm. It, I, the, the real issue is it comes down to I only have room for so many grown-up games, quote-unquote, every year. <laughs> yeah. And Cyberpunk, I think, counts as like six. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I can only buy sure. three or so. And so it's like, you know what? I'm just going to play Watch Dogs and assemble the d- Designing Women crew and <laughs> The Last of Us. <laughs> And then I'll probably finally get around to playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I'm like, I think those oh, some so the good. three of those in some total, I might actually finish more of that than Cyberpunk. <laughs> there you so. go. Mm-hmm. Can I hit me right now, too? We haven't gotten a... This is Last of Us 2 related, sorry. Um, <laughs> we haven't gotten a story trailer for that yet. Like, we're nope. kind of due for a story trailer. Like, it's, does does so anyone really like, know what the story is? Well, besides, if it's coming out in February, we're definitely due. I yeah. think it's going to be yeah. a Joel trailer because every trailer has corresponded with – um, I have all three Mondo posters. Every trailer has mm-hmm. corresponded with those Mondo p- posters, and the last one was a Joel poster. I may what's have talked about this. Oh. I, don't, I can't remember. What's a Mondo poster? Interesting. Yeah, what's a Mondo um, poster? You don't, oh, is that a company? Yeah, Mondo is out of Austin, and they um, publish like various posters from movies, games, you name it, um, and they're like limited so and they did all the Last of Us posters and vinyls um, for Naughty Dog. Oh, look cool. it up, MondoT.com. Oh, I just looked at it. Okay. Oh. One of those posters I the have one is like super with expensive. Joel, now. 
was uh, is that the one that's black and white? And he's in the campfire, and there's like a wolf. Every Jesus. trailer has something to do with that those posters, which is pretty cool. Yo, that poster is bad ace. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is that poster Whoa. good? Um, the, my only issue with The Last of Us is that they didn't warn me that it was a zombie game. Hmm. Like I know they did, but they didn't. They did. I'm sure they did, and it's 100 percent my fault. But they didn't tell me. Like that's where. Like and so uh, I have a serious like. I have a serious problem with zombies in that they freak me out. Like I have, <laughs> I actually, I've spoken to a therapist about this. I'm not even joking. I have like legit PTSD symptoms from zombies, um, which is really weird. Like I shortness of breath and like uh, it's, it, it makes no sense. And let me tell you a story about zombies. Um, the, when I knew that this was a problem and I needed to talk to someone is my son was two and we got home at night. It was the middle of the summer you know, nice clear day and we were emptying the car from groceries and my two-year-old son was asleep. And obviously you open the door because like it's hot. But I was, I irrationally could not allow the door to remain open because what if the zombie consumed him? I'm not even joking. Like it was the worst (laughs) feeling. And like, I knew it was ridiculous because like there's no such thing as zombies. Like that's really stupid. But like, I couldn't not shut the door. And I was like, no, I need to talk to someone. Well, when the zombie apocalypse <laughs> happens, I'm going to go to your house because you've like thought about everything, I bet. I, for yep. it's an, an unhealthy amount, because, but I have to like shut that part. Like, it's really, it's really bad. Like, I get. But when the zombie apocalypse happens, it was healthy. It was the <sighs> right thing to think about. Holden, don't. We, we, we'll derail this <laughs> You're podcast. An enabler. But then I started playing The Last of Us. <laughs> and then I, and like the. The parts where you're not in the sewer or not in the subways are like fine, because then it's an action game for me. Sure, it's a stealth action game, but whatever. I can play Assassin's Creed. Then you're in the tunnels, and that is a zombie game. So it like scary zombie sequences too. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my god, I'm getting sweats just thinking about it. So <laughs> oh man, I I hope this is what I hope is I hope that just you know how with some games you can change the difficulty level like dynamic. So like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they'll let me as soon as I go down because I'm sure they're going to have subway sequences or the equivalent of. And I hope whenever I get to those things, I can drop the difficulty all the way down to baby ass baby mode <laughs> and just just accidentally crap my way through those parts with my eyes closed. And then immediate then I can put it back up to normal or something. But like I can't wait for the last <laughs> of us. But at the same time, I'm really scared. Like I'm already scared of the zombie sequences. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Any other E3 games we want to talk about before we move on to our rankings so, or our yeah, awards? I, yeah, I got to talk about Fall uh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, yes. Okay, this is being published by Devolver. This is the elevator pitch. Um, it is a battle royale game with no guns that is inspired by Japanese game shows, <laughs> like Ultimate Elimination or like Wipeout. So basically, picture gang beasts. I'm not even joking. Just picture gang beasts. And there's a hundred gang beasts. Right now there's only 64, but they're trying to get a hundred. And there's a hundred of those like cute little monsters from gang beasts. And you're just running. And you go through a series of stages where, for example, one of them is you're running towards a wall and there's a bunch of doors in it. 
and in the doors are a bunch of cardboard bricks. Now, some of those cardboard bricks are cardboard boxes that you can just punch through. Some of them are actual bricks. So you're running through this door at full speed. And occasionally, some of the hundred of you will crash into a brick. If you do that a certain number of times, you're out. And everybody else that gets through can cross the finish line. They move on to the next round. The next one, um, half of you will spawn with foxtails. And the other ones will will not. And so then it's just a giant game of tag. And so there's like an X number of seconds and everyone who either catches a foxtail or survives and doesn't get their foxtail taken moves <laughs> on to the next round. And it keeps going through these really stupid challenges until eventually there is one winner declared. Um from my perspective, which is, you know, you know, the family game of perspective, um, there are a lot of people that are all in on the battle royale concept, but simply as soon as they see a rifle, yeah, um, they check out. And I can understand that. That's not how I am. Um, you know, I think Fortnite is super paintball-y and arcade-y and, you know, whatever, right? Like, it's the least violent, violent game I have ever played. Um but, like, I totally talk to parents all the time that are like, oh, my son wants to play this Battle Royale game, but, like, I can't do with guns. And so I don't have an answer for them. Like, really, it's just like, well, then he can't play this genre because, for the most part, they're all shooters. Um, now I have an option. And I always love it when a company creatively gives me an option to, like, Splatoon was a great option where it's like, you know what? You want to play a team-based shooter? Great. It's squirt guns with paint. And it's cute, and it's fun, and it's hard, and you need your strategy. It's a very hard game. Um, You know, like, that was great for me. Um, Fall Flat, or Fall, not Fall Flat, um, Fall Guys feels like Splatoon for me. In that now I can finally say, dude, you want to play a Battle Royale game? Let's do this thing. And, um, And it looks adorable. It's, I mean, if you look at the trailer, it looks absolutely insane. I can't wait to watch a bunch of streamers play it and just get real goofy and dumb. Um, and so, yeah, Fall Guys is a game to absolutely keep your eye on. Cause I, also, I don't think it's just for kids. I think anybody that likes absurdity will be down. But I think this is one yeah. of those games that I finally have a game I can recommend in the genre to anyone without having to be like, well, if you're okay with guns, yeah. you got I didn't get for some options. reason when I follow... Yeah, when I saw the trailer, I didn't get that it was a battle royale for some reason. I thought yeah, you were just controlling a bunch of people, and then hopefully one of them or ten of them make so it So it doesn't end. look like one. It doesn't look yeah. like one. But at the end of the day, a battle royale is a game that starts with X number and goes down to one. It just it subverts some of those, you know, normally we think about it being like an actual fight, where in this case it's not. You're just doing some goofy stuff, yeah. um, which, again, helps. You know, for, I feel like it, this could be a fun party game. I, I hope like you have either split screen or I uh, guess everybody has a Switch. Yeah, well, it's not coming to Switch yet. PC and PS4. Oh, that's right. uh, PC and PS4 right now. Mm. Um, but I'm I would I, I, this game will run on the Switch and it'll definitely run on Xbox. So I'm sure it's going to come to everything eventually. Um, yeah, I think this is a matter of this game is complicated <laughs> because of the fact that it's a different kind of you know the way that the games. It just designed. So I have a feeling that they just want to keep it simple in the beginning. Nobody wants the mighty number nine ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so don't overscope your project that way. Um, so, and as I say that, like a bunch of Mega Man fans, just like, 
get real quiet. <laughs> no, nobody liked Mighty Number no. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> well, but everybody wanted to love Number Nine, Mighty Number no. Nine. That's yeah. the difference. We all wanted to love it. We, you could have, you could have been everything, and then it turns out that it was just, you know, burnt toast. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's Fall Guys. Absolutely needs everybody needs to take a look at it. Um, I am so incredibly hyped for this game. Um, it might be, you know, outside of like the really big ones, it's probably one of my most anticipated games right now. Cannot wait. Yeah. I As I saw more coverage of it, I got more excited for it because I just, again, didn't understand what it was from the trailer. But I'm t- I'm pumped. I want it to be split, sc- split screen and I want to play it with people in my apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Holden, you have one last thing you want to talk about before we jump into these awards? Um, I'm, I'm honestly good. Uh, Animal Crossing is my big game. And the more I think about it, like Cyberpunk, you know, I, I'm excited for that game, but I wasn't crazy about what was shown off at E3. <laughs> you already mentioned Final Fantasy VII. You already talked about Luigi's Mansion. Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we're going to have six awards we're going to give out in our first ever annual Raffies. Respawn Aim Fire Ease. <laughs> These oh, are the Raffies. Some of them are legit awards. We're some baby of them are while we do it. By the way, hundred <laughs> percent. Some of them are just dumb. You guys are obviously too young to understand. I don't know what baby. And I assumed it was like a, a spinoff of Baby Shark. Nope. No. Baby Beluga. Do you know who Raffy is? No. Raffy is a children's musician from the eighties. And Ooh. um th- deep, be our deep deep cut. Um he's kinda like Lori Berkner, only like ten years prior. Do you know who Lori Berkner is? Nope. What well, you know what? You got y'all don't have kids, so I get it. Um <laughs> Raffi is like the man, listen, just just I'm sure he's on Spotify. Just look him up. It, you'll understand <laughs> what I mean. Um but anyway, the Raffi Awards, which by the way, the I Raffi love the Awards. Name. Big Beluga. Number Baby one. Blue. <laughs> Baby Blue. Sorry, Say Baby Blue. Say it Beluga. freaking right. <laughs> We've got f- six awards to give out. One of them, obviously, at the end of it will be culminating in game of the show. Um, but I've given us three multiple choice answers. And then if we all feel very strongly about a fourth one, we are allowed to write in an answer to win these. Sure. It does not have to be a consensus as long as we have a majority vote. Our first category is biggest surprise of E3. Your nominees are Breath of the Wild sequel. Blair Witch or Ghostwire Tokyo? Uh, can I throw another one in there? I'm surprised yes. you didn't put this in. What's your right? Fantasy one? Star Online too. <gasps> I totally forgot about Fantasy Star Online too. Oh Clearly man, it's very that's surprising coming. for you. That's coming. <laughs> that was a big surprise. Yeah, I thought that game was dead for the West. Yeah, I think Fantasy. I mean, I'm not a big Fantasy Star Online fan, but I just know the history of that game and how it was basically shafted by Sony to ever come to the West. And just to see it on Microsoft stage, even though it's coming to PlayStation 4, Switch, and Xbox and PC, yeah. that was very surprising. Didn't see that coming in a free at all. Free to play fashion too. Yeah, Fantasy Star Online too. I think that's a good write-in. That might be my guess too. That might be my vote. So how do how are we? Are we just gonna go around and us? So, someone Cast else vote. out your feelings. Okay. I mean, I feel like the Breath of the Wild sequel announcement was pretty surprising, so that's what I all vote for. That. That's your big one. All right. That's that's my Me big too. one. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I'm gonna put mm-hmm. my I'm gonna put my vote behind that. I, I, that was my original one, and I think I'm gonna join you guys on Breath of the Wild sequel. 
Even though I predicted it, it was still the biggest surprise to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't really vote Fantasy Star Online too because I'm never going to play that game. I don't really, I've never played Fantasy Star Online before, so I'll just say Breath of the Wild as well. But Fantasy Star Online was surprising. Mm-hmm. That was a surprise. Biggest surprise of E3: Breath of the Wild sequel. Number two, <laughs> cutest game of E3: Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Fall Guys, Link's Awakening remake. Boom. Oh, now That's it's hard. It was I'm easy, gonna vote but Fall now guys. it's hard. I'm going to vote Fall Guys. Animal Crossing. Animal I'm going to say Fall Guys, too. <sighs> Animal Crossing is it's just so adorable. Yeah, Link's Awakening remake is really cute. But, I mean, look at those little critter people and, like, the fact... Yeah. <laughs> critter people. Critter people. I mean, yeah. Well, I could call them furries, but I'm not going to do that. That makes it way less cute, you know? Like, so, um... On the I flip side, I don't think you can call furries kind of cri- uh, critter people. <laughs> I, I let loose a little bit here, but I don't want to get crazy. You know? <laughs> um, but I got to say Animal Crossing, man. Like, like, how cute is that whole game? Like Zelda, uh, it hurts me to say it. Like I, I, It's like picking your favorite child, which you're not supposed to do, but everybody does. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Right, but like you Animal said that Crossing, loud, Stephen, your kids could hurt you. Nah, they're they're probably not asleep. <laughs> <sighs> so that's I it. I said Animal Crossing. Somebody else pick something. I said Fall I'm Guys. Being, uh, Jared oh, and I both said Fall like, Guys. The other things have been cute before and many times before, and those are new creatures that are also very cute. So I'll give it to them. I think they're cute. I think the things that they're doing are stupid and cute too. <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zelda's not really been adorable like this before, though. I don't know. But I have, I have to give it to Animal Crossing though, just because I there's a personality to Animal Crossing games that add to that charm beyond just mm-hmm. aesthetic. <laughs> it's the personality of the characters. So I'm going to go with Animal Crossing. Is wow. the cutest. Oh. We are at a tie, and what happens in the event of a tie is we actually put out a poll on our Twitter. So those of you listening, we're going to put out a poll on Tuesday for cutest game. Make sure you vote. Next up, we have biggest disappointment. Avengers, oh, this is easy. Gears <laughs> 5, or in general, the Xbox Scarlet reveal. Uh, Avengers, Avengers, Avengers. <laughs> I think you're nuts. I, I'm, I'm fine with Avengers exactly how it was. Explain to me what the game is, and then say I... why you're still a fan of it. Well, I'm not, <laughs> it's still I'm let, so confusing. I'll tell you after. Is. I don't want to interrupt you because she was talking. Okay. Oh, well, I sort of interrupted. I got I got excited because I agree because I was really excited to see a lot of that game, and you know they were like, oh, it's going to be here, and I don't really know what it. I still I'm a little confused. I don't know if that was an option. I mean, being confused is certainly associated with disappointment, I think. I mean, they're not, like, similar words, but, like, if you were expecting to be... Yeah, I, I think that's fine if you're disappointed by being confused. Okay, this is what the Avengers game is. The single-player mode is... It's just a freaking single... It's like the single-player adventure game where you're going to bounce from character to character. That's it. I mean, that, that, that that's what it is. You're going to play through a story, and they'll be like, check out this part of the level where you're Iron Man, and then you're going to finish his segment, and they're going to jump-cut you... Um, to the Hulk, and then you're gonna jump cut to Scarlet Witch, or not Scarlet Witch. That would be crazy because they didn't announce her yet. Black but Widow. to Black Widow, <laughs> they're gonna jump cut you to Captain America, and then that's the single player story. And then there's gonna be multiplayer missions where you go to various places and do shenanigans. 
And you can play as those characters, but also a slowly revealing stack of other characters. And eventually Moon Knight. And if Moon Knight doesn't say, hey, (laughs) Dracula, you fucking nerd, where's my money? I'm going to be really mad. He probably won't. That's a deep cut joke um, on the internet if you just look it up. Um, But that's the game. That's the game. And I'm fine. I think I agree with you. That's what it's going to be. I think a lot of folks were expecting too much. Like, no, I, I disagree. Yeah, they I disagree. put they they hype this game up and it's like Square's here and this is why and like I yeah. didn't get I don't enough I mean, substance. If they had said Square's here, restored Final Fantasy VII, that would have made way more sense. Yeah, for sure. That game, like it just it straight up doesn't look up to par. I think for what a next gen game or a current gen game should look like. Uh, I I'm really concerned about how the gameplay is going to be feel good when you're switching between so many characters within a single level. I mean, it's it's hard to get one character feeling good. I mean, this is why Insomniac Spider Man was so good. I mean, from what people tell me, because they tailored it to be just Spider Man. They have to tailor it for so many different heroes, and they're going to increase those types of heroes. I would like to see what that gameplay looks like in order to really know what it is, and they didn't show that. So, like, it's just, it felt like, I'm not saying they're hiding it, but, but like, yeah. But it was it disappointing. Felt like we didn't it was, get to see it, right? Yeah. That's for sure. I'm not disappointed about the game. I think the game is going to be fine, and I'm going to play it, and I'm going to have fun with it. I am disappointed by the reveal and the announcement. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's but fair. Again, like, yeah, there we go. If, they're, if, that's if fair. they're not being super clear about it in terms of the announcement, that message didn't get fumbled when they were figuring out how to talk about that game. That message got fumbled during the development of the game, and it's carried over into its announcements. I mean, I think that's, that's, a, that's a, a big jump in logic there, but... <laughs> that's an assumption. I mean, that is an assumption. They PR screwed up their messaging, therefore the people making the game aren't doing it right. Um, I think... But it, it, if someone explained to... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Stephen. I'll... No, I mean, my only point yeah. is... Um, I. I will concede. I mean, and I, I, I'm perfectly fine with everybody being disappointed with the reveal. I would have liked to have seen more, also. So I think that that's fine. I just don't think that this botched reveal, because I mean, it's botched is probably the right word, um, is indicative of what the final product is going to be. Like, I'm not ready to draw that conclusion because there's a year. Also, uh, that game's getting delayed. <laughs> I mean, it's not coming out in May. Yeah. Um, Probably because of the feedback that they got, because I know they're not changing character models, but like uh, the 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 response from the press who has gotten their hands on it has been tepid at best. Yeah. Um. And so this was their unveiling. They got a lot of feedback, a lot of confusion, and then a lot of press were like, well, you know, it's fine, I guess. And they don't want that. So obviously they need to tighten it up. Um. I think the game eventually will be fine, but you're right. I, I will concede that the reveal was not the reason to put your big boy pants on and steal Stoney's slot. Final Fantasy VII, however, was. Let me... Yeah. Avengers wins. <laughs> Biggest disappointment at the Raffies, everyone. Well, Shot of the me, rooftops. Let me finish my thought here as well. So, like, think of this as, like, No Man's Sky, where No Man's Sky had a botched introduction as well. The difference is that people loved that botched introduction and thought it was going to be an amazing game. But, but they didn't and, botch and, it. They killed it. They just were. But they they lied. Exactly. The point is, is that it was the message of what the game was wasn't what the game ended up being, and I feel like it would happen in this case is the development team had to talk to the PR people and say this is what the game is, 
and the PR people clearly weren't getting it, and that's why we have this botched introduction right here. There's something wrong in the development side, just like there's something wrong with the development side of No Man's Sky, because they were making these promises because they thought they could do it, and they couldn't do it. And that led to mixed messaging going into marketing. And I think that's what's happening here as well, is that the development team has an idea what their game is. They obviously do, but it seems like it's kind of scattered all over the place. It's this single-player campaign that's separate from the multiplayer, but they talked about it as this like game-as-a-service model akin to like a Destiny, which is just clearly that's not what this is. It was super confusing. That confusing message did not only happen for the event. There's, I, just don't, I just don't see it that way. And well, I, don't I do appreciate your viewpoint and your opinion. Uh, we have decided the award, and the award goes to Avengers. Uh, <laughs> we have to move on for time's sake, but thank you, Holden. Next, we have the Prove It Award. For the game that we aren't quite convinced yet how it's going to work or whether it's going to come through in the way that it says it is. Watch Dogs Legion. (laughs) Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, Can we just write in Avengers? Because I think Jedi is going to do exactly what they said it is. It's just going to be a Mm run-of-the-mill Star Wars game. And Watch Dogs Legion is probably just going to be a Watch Dogs game, which is kind of a hot mess in the first place. And Animal that's Crossing what, is going to be glorious and magical, you monster. That was my <laughs> choice for this one, is that yeah, Watch Dogs Legion was going to be like, they're saying everyone has a personality and a storyline and different. It was like, I don't see how that can possibly happen in this Me game. Me neither. With I all don't... of these NPCs and characters, like, <laughs> that's what I'm leaning towards is Watch Dog Legion. I agree. But, I but think Steve, it sounds like you're Avengers. I think Avengers. I mean, they definitely have something to prove. Mm-hmm. I think that they'll do it. Um, but I think they have to, they still have something to prove. I mean, at the, the y'all's reaction is enough, right? Like Holton's over here being like, they screwed up the development on this game. That's still got a year to go. Right. Like, he, and I can't the really. Of it. So they, just, they screwed up the messaging of what the game is, and so they messed up the development of it. And also, too, because we haven't seen any gameplay, I don't want to throw it into this category yet because I still don't That's have fair. like something to measure it with. So, yeah, I, I, I go with Watch Dogs on this one. I don't think Watch Dogs has to really prove anything. They said, "Hey, this is what our concept is. Here's a demo that shows that concept." I mean, they had the. Besides Final Fantasy, the biggest gameplay demonstration at the whole show to prove their their idea and their they concept. They did, yeah. And I, we think, saw and I think they did three do or four that. Characters. And and Avengers has literally everything to prove. What kind of game is it? That's a big thing to prove after you've <laughs> announced your game. So I, I definitely am voting. I don't think Watchers has to prove anything. I think they showed off their concept. It's just whether or not you believe them at this point. Not necessarily a matter of if they are able to pull off the concept they talked about. I also have incredibly low expectations of Watch Dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like if it's, like, halfway cool and I get to, like, steal a Vespa and, like, crash it into stuff and, like, use a spider drone controlled by Estelle Getty, like, that sounds great to me. <laughs> you know? Like, that sounds great. Um, All right. So. Mm-hmm. We have our tie. second tie. Twitter will solve it. Let's prove it is tied between Watch Dogs Legion and Avengers. Number five. The award for hottest ghost. Not the most attractive ghost, but the game that wasn't there that ghosted us at E3 that we feel should have been there. Pikmin oh. 4. Mm. Fable Pikmin 4. 4. Splinter Cell. Well, you know, my vote's going to Fable 4 for sure. I'm going to go with I feel Pikmin like Fable 4, 4 definitely like was of Actually no, I was you know Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell was the shoe in for all of these. 
Especially no, since Walmart Canada leaked it last year. True. <laughs> As supposed to be part of that E3. No, but and that, that, even but wasn't that was this a leak. One. That was a leak. Miyamoto has said Pikmin 4 is basically done. He said that when the Wii U is still out. So I think that's the more of the, <laughs> where was it? Maybe a leak is a leak, but that's like from the, the head of the horse himself. The I don't know why I said horse. that, but like, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting horse. tired over here. It's getting late, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I I can't vote for Pikmin Four. Like that's just I'm because I'm not disappointed that it wasn't there. Yeah, like, I also a, don't give a, a shit good, about. Like that that's game. the other thing. It's like I I have a very hard time like giving a shit about Pikmin. Oh come on! And I, listen, I care so about cute. a lot of stuff as em- demonstrated. Like <laughs> Pikmin is just like yeah, it's cool. Like whatever, they're cute. Um, I'll play them in Smash, I guess. Um. <laughs> I mean, I want to say Halo because that game was there, but it definitely wasn't there. But um, <laughs> for real, let's be honest. But Fable Four is like, come on, give, just give me a logo. Give me a logo. I know Playground. You're doing it. Just come on, man. Stop being so cheeky. I know you're from the, you're a Brit, so like whatever. But like, <laughs> give us Fable. Just tell us. A logo Actually, would have been fine. Could you imagine the freaking stage if they sure. just showed a Fable mm-hmm. logo? Nothing else. Just a little yeah. bit of that music, maybe like some British humor, like a sheep. Mm-hmm. And then just boom, right into... <laughs> um, Just, yeah, that would have been so hype. Oh my god, I would have lost my damn right. mind. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> What's your answer? Uh, answer is, um, on your idea of like, you want to say Halo because it was like barely there, I'm, I'm going to take that idea. Uh, Elden Ring. Mm. Elden Ring, mm. but it was there. Was it? Though? It was there. It was <laughs> hype off of that little thing. It was I, the same information that had been leaked earlier, and literally almost nothing well, new outside of I the mean, art style. That's the same art style from software has always had in their games. It was there though. Yeah, but I feel like I, I have left E three in terms of Elden Ring, um, still with the same level of anticipation for when I'm actually going to see it. I, um, there was no like relief in being like, oh, it's real. There was no relief in that for me. It was just should have been something more. That game is right. not a next gen game. It is a 2020 game. They so Steven's got something. Fable Four. Holden's got Elden Ring. I've got Splinter Cell. Jerica, what's your vote? Oh, Fable Four. Fable Four. All right, Fable Four she is our hottest ghost. Oh, you, that's right. You did say first. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait. I was jumping on a her. She gotta have. She gotta have credit. She made that vote first. And our final I'm just award, a follower. the last Raffi of the night, game of the show. Hmm. Again, I have three options provided, but if we can agree on a write-in, that that can work too. Final Fantasy VII remake. Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Final Fan. I'm just kidding. Final Fantasy VII remake, Cyberpunk 2077, and Watch Dogs Legion. I obviously vote Final, for Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII for sure. Yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy VII. The yeah. the, the argument that I had that I heard um, that I think is relevant is like Cyberpunk could very well end up being the better game when they're all out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, if you want to think about 20, 2019, 2017, I almost said that. If you want to think about like <laughs> 2019, the, this is going to be the year I remember as the year they showed us final, like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Like I'm going to forget yeah. about the, with the exception of the Keanu stuff. Like I'm going to remember the Final Fantasy VII reveal 
um, because because reality is I don't really care about Final Fantasy VII. It's not even in my top five. I don't. I just don't care. But I care a lot about the remake. Like, yeah. I think this is this is uh, this is like video game history that we're watching happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait. I honestly also had a really hard time coming up with a third contender before I plugged in Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> uh, it's easy. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah. It's very easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. That's our. Uh, Can we just talk briefly? 2020 is going to be freaking nuts. It's going to be oh, lit. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Half. Can you, you might it's say lit. lit nuts. Lit nuts. 2020 um, is going to be lit nuts. No, I, I'll be okay. honest with you. I would never say that. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, we're going to wrap up our episode. We have gone super long. Mm. We're going to we're going to prolong. We're going to sorry, move game on game show to next week. We'll save that for next week. There are a couple of things I wanted to mention. If you are a lifelong friend and listening to this, you have a couple of ways you can interact with us. One of them is on Twitter. One of them is through our email, respondingfire at gmail.com. You can also be a patron for our Patreon at patreon.com slash respondaimfire. You get the ability to vote on our barf. Right now we're playing Borderlands 2, but next month is up to you. We've provided you a few options and a write-in option. So if you're interested in playing along with us in July, go to patreon.com slash respondaimfire. Drop us a dollar. Vote on what we're playing next month. Um, and then we also have hashtag thanks for creating this week. You are going to thank the developer of your favorite E3 game this year. So whatever that might be for you, I have a feeling we all know what mine is. Uh, we're going to do that. And then finally, there was something else. I was, oh, we have a new podcast. Affable idiots is our new podcast. Hopefully by the time everyone's listening to it, it's available everywhere. It's currently available on Google play and Spotify and SoundCloud iTunes will hopefully be done by Tuesday. Uh, we just recorded our second episode this week where we ranked the top five, uh, the top five ice at fast food restaurants. <laughs> and uh, it got into a heated battle, a heated battle over who had better ice. So um, check that out, Affable Idiots. Again, you can follow us on Twitter and hopefully on podcast services everywhere as soon as you're listening to this. We're going to wrap up. I'm going to go around, give everyone a chance to uh, say who they are and et cetera, et cetera. I'm everything at Chad Mike Innes. You can follow me everywhere. And I'm on Responding Fire and Affable Idiots. Holden, you're at Holden DePardo on Twitter and Call Rye on Instagram, C-A-U-L-R-Y-E. That is right. Uh, Steven, where do people find you? Uh, You can find me uh, just about everywhere at Engage Family Gaming. Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter at Dutzmania, D-U-E-T-Z-M-A-N-I-A. Dope. Jerrica, <coughs> tell the people. Yeah. Once again, my name is Jerrica, and you can follow me on the, the Twits, at the Twits, which is Twitter. <laughs> on the Twits! <laughs> um, at glitch underscore girl, and you spell that G-U-R-L. Two Gs. Two, you can't forget it. That's right. <laughs> Thank you both know. so much for being here again this week uh, and wrapping up our E3 with us. Until next week, here's our usual sign-off. <laughs>